Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. Was that supposed to be funny? Get these clowns out of here. Why would they do that? You have any freaking game. Dude. It's a cocky bunch, man. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live here on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can always find us on 1250 and 930, also online, pr927fm.com, and watch the program on Facebook Live and YouTube. You can be a part of the show if you have a question, comment, concern uh, for one of our guests today, or if you have a topic you want to hit on, you can chime in there on facebook live and youtube make sure you give us a like and a subscribe and that would be marvelous coming up on today's show a lot of guests to get to we will catch up with malcolm gray as he's able to take a little breath here with an off week with ecu football his first year full-time with the east carolina football team with communication so he has been on the road we'll talk about this uh, six and three pirate football team as they head into the bye and head into the final three games of the regular season with a whole lot to play for uh, coming up the remainder of the way. So we'll uh, welcome in Malcolm Gray coming up at around 3.30. Mike Mullis joins us at 4 o'clock. We'll uh, we'll talk some baseball with Mully, both World Series and East Carolina, as he saw them over the weekend. Got the Purple Gold World Series coming up uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday at Clark LeClaire Stadium. So we will uh, talk to Mully about that coming up at 4 o'clock. The Voice Jeff Charles joins us on a Tuesday. He joins us today around 4.30. We'll recap what went down in Provo and get his thoughts on the rest of the way for ECU. And Bryce Williams fired up after the Pirates uh, clinched a bowl berth, their sixth win last Friday. We'll talk to Bryce about that and a lot more coming up in hour number three of today's show. We've also got Shirley Rhodes here. The man of Chan, Chandler Honeycutt, intern Peter, and Ellerby is to my left. We are awaiting the arrival of Willie Smith very soon. Ellerby, how are you? I'm doing great, but not as good as you because it's your birthday, Clip Brock. Is it? That's awesome. What'd you guys? Happy birthday! Thank you. What'd you guys give me? Oh, that's why Willie's not here. I assume he's picking up your cake. Oh, he's getting it. All right. Or or maybe Troy's getting himself something to come here (laughs) in just a little bit to open up on your birthday. But awesome! Congratulations! Another year around. Congratulations on surviving. Yeah, you made it. I made it. You're six and three on the football season. Done nine great fifth quarters. Nine great Bud Light pregame tailgates. Man, and uh, look at you! I made it to my Dirk Nowitzki year. So happy to celebrate uh, my Dirk year. Yeah, uh, Chandler was asking me today if you turned the big four zero. I said, "No, nah, he's already been a man. He's been forty for quite some time." Chandler, as close as we are, you don't know how old I am. He's working on stuff right now. He, yeah, I knew it was either forty or forty-one. I just wanted to play the "I'm a man. I'm forty. Uh, yeah, well, you're, not, a, not you're a year late. I am no longer a man. I am forty-one. Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah, uh, forty-one. Any other good number forty ones you could think of? Mm, nah, he was the first that came to mind. Who was your favorite forty? I don't know if I had one. Who's your favorite number? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I have a Sean Taylor twenty one jersey. If Clip Rock I like was Portis on Portis twenty six. 
I, I wore 82 because I liked uh, Michael Westbrook as a kid, Redskins receiver. Okay. So, uh, 82 was my go-to. Wore that in uh, Professor O'Cool's softball as well, LRB. So if you had to get a new Professor O'Cool's softball... I'd go 82. You'd go 82? Yeah. Mm. I'd go 82. Here comes Willie Smith. wonder how many uh, numbers he had when he played. I don't see a cake, so... Yeah, you know it's Clip's birthday. Did you get the, the birthday cake and stuff that we oh, talked about? Oh, man, I forgot all about it, Clip. Well, hey, at least you thought originally about it, so you, thank you. You might need to lower that down a little bit. Yeah, you're right, man. It's well, he is the <laughs> shortest uh, person here in the room. So uh, it, makes, Willie... it makes Willie look like a bigger giant than he already is. I, I mean... Can't yeah. figure it out. I feel like a, I feel like a Smurf over here. It's, it's uh, right back here. There we go. All right, guys. Man, this is... All right. We're off to a a tough start on your birthday, Clip. Yeah, rough start for this one, but it's not how you start, it's how you finish. Right. We saw that out in Provo, Utah on uh, Friday night as East Carolina was able to defeat BYU for win number six on the year. Pirates are going bowling, Willie. Yeah, that's pretty exciting, man. Uh, Those guys look real good. Uh, They started off slow. Um, I don't know what the first play call was, but it looked terrible on offense uh, but uh, you know they bounced back they put some good drives together and uh, you know hats off to them for getting that win on the road man that, that was a tough win how much are you hanging on every play during these Pirates games versus you're kind of like you know what let's see how the body of work comes out well I mean now that you know that we, you know, we're winning you know we want to go to the bowl game and now with the, the way the tilts are falling now man that we can maybe come out and have an opportunity to title at the end of this if we get some uh some uh, things that fall our way, um, man. You watching every play, like, come on, man, let's let's make it happen, man. Come on, D, let's get that stop, man. But uh, you know that was that was a tough task for him, man. They had a good offense, man, better than I thought it was going to be. Well, I remember you asking you last week about all right. So East Carolina has shown that if they uh, take on a man-to-man defense, they're going to exploit these one-on-one matchups, win these matchups. So what do the defenses need to do? It was uh, pretty fascinating to talk to Holt Naylor's yesterday. He said that BYU basically did all they could to take away C.J. Johnson and Isaiah Winstead, doubling them on the outside and saying, all right, you're not going to hurt us with these guys, so what are you going to do? And East Carolina said, we're going to run the ball with Keaton Mitchell. And he had a huge game. Uh, Marlon Gunn had good numbers. And near the goal line, Holton Aylers was able to run the ball in for uh, scores. So that's the sign of a, a good offense, right? When you take away... Uh, what has been working for East Carolina? They say, "All right, we can we can beat you this way." Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, that was uh, really good to see them adjust like that, um, and then just see how uh, Keaton was just outrunning the defense like that. I mean, every time he bounced outside, the guys were not fast enough to keep up with him, man. I feel like we should have ran that play every time, man. <laughs> Just left, right, left, right. Well, you watch a lot of games and you're like, no, don't bounce it outside, run up the middle. But when you got a guy like Keaton Mitchell, yeah. he, he just literally outruns him and, and gets the edge and gets four, five, six extra yards. He's yeah. just kind of a guy when he touches the ball, you just have all faith in him because, I mean, he's like <laughs> the fastest guy out there. And you're like, you know what? Right. If they get him, they get him. But like if he gets an edge or a hole, right. something special is going to happen. Yeah, I mean, it, it is really exciting to see. As soon as he hit the edge, it's like, oh, man, here we go, here we go. Like, everybody's getting on the edge of the seat. Like, wow, man, this guy about to break it. And, I mean, he really, all he needs is just a, a, a little bit of daylight, man, and he has an opportunity to break it. 
Keaton Mitchell's kind of, I mean, I kind of watch him now as much as I really keyed in and watched Dwayne Harris when he played. Yeah. When, when I knew Dwayne Harris was in motion or back for a punt, or I just, I just, he, when he touched the ball, you knew something, something fun was about to happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. I, I, I love playing with Dwayne, man. Every time he got it, man, you, like you said, it was just, he was going to make something happen, man. He was going to make the first guy miss automatic. And then after that, man, it was just, hey, what's going to happen after that? You know, it was, it was very exciting to see him play. And you know, I really like what um, what DK did the game, man. Um, you know, it, it was really nice. Um, I would like to see you know DK if you're listening, man, because I feel like you've been listening to me, man. You've been putting mm-hmm. the plays together, <laughs> kind of what I've been saying. But uh, man, if we can get Keaton Mitchell in some screens, man, some running back screens, I think that would be huge, man. Please, I want to see it. Yeah, uh, we've been talking about that since week one. We were talking about it last year. Keaton Mitchell. Let me look at his uh, receiving numbers. I remember one in particular where they got him in space on a catch and that was it yeah one catch uh one catch for eight yards in the game so i would love to see him more out of the backfield but he did touch the ball he had 21 carries uh, 176 yards yeah uh, in the game the other night Nah, that was um that was very very impressive to to see him put those kind of numbers up and it looked like he might have went out at the end of the game with a concussion or some kind of head injury because it seemed like he was just kind of dazed when he was sitting on the side of him they put the camera on him but um other than that, man, he, he looked really good out there. Um, now, the one thing that I did notice uh, with Keaton was, you know, between the tackles, he, he's not as that that great because he's not as big. You know, he can't really push the power to get through those, those gaps. Um, so on the outside, on the edge, he's a lot better. So that's when the, the one-two punch with Rajay, you could really notice it when he was trying to go between the tackles. Cincinnati at- next Friday, Houston at home following that, and then a road game at Temple. What's your one concern as the Pirates head down the final three games? Well, I thought we had this kicking situation figured out, man, but we missed another one, man. It's like, come on, man. Like, dude, you, all you do is kick all practice long. Like, literally, that's all they do. They kick the ball all practice. So you should never miss in a game, right? That's my opinion. Uh, so, man, I want to see special teams, you know, come back and uh, – Everybody else to just keep firing, man. Keep building momentum. Did How, you not see that beautiful field goal at the end, Willie, where he drilled it through? I saw that, but what worries me <laughs> is the other stuff, man. Uh, just, I, <laughs> the I, other How stuff, much man. does the rest of the team talk to the kickers, especially during good times or or bad times? I mean, you really don't say much to those guys because you you know you don't want to you know sway one way or the other. Like you know they they kind of stay to themselves, man. If you ever notice that, you don't see a lot of guys talking to the kickers on the sideline just because. But what you just said is, man, you got to make kicks. Like, and if they're not making kicks, does someone have to go up and say that to them? Uh, you you have those talks during the week. You know, game yeah, that's day. what I'm talking about during the week. Oh, during the week, yeah, during the week. Come know? on, man, come on, dude, just make your freaking kick. You know, <laughs> <laughs> if you're losing, then yeah, you really pissed. But if you winning, then, you know, <laughs> hey, man, you you got it. You know, you give him a little tap on the shoulder. Hey, man, you got it next time. Well, hey, you know, we believe in you. Do you get like two or three big offensive linemen? Go, hey, let's go talk to the kicker <laughs> <laughs> in the locker room. Let's go. Hey, see him. He's he's right over there. Let's, right. Go, give, let's go give him a pep or a uh, he better get it done talk. No, nah, I mean at the end of the day, man, when you got a team you know you want everybody to be on the same page everybody believing in the guy so you know whoever's kicking back there you nine times out of ten you're encouraging them does a kicker ever talk back say man why don't you, you need to do some better blocking Ooh. it's not it's <laughs> well you i guess i'm about to say i guess that's not possible but you know nah the kicker man you got one job man just kick the freaking ball man <laughs> i guess uh so do we have a streak have we had every game this year a miscue in the kicking game whether it be a miss a block i feel like we've had one a week right have they had a perfect 
moment. And I don't think so. I, I don't think so, man. Special no, I, teams I, have showed up in every game. I, I, I still am nervous every time the Pirates yeah. are on special. I mean, and I say nervous. Punting. Yeah. Uh, PATs, field goals. Kickoffs have been pretty consistent. Yeah. Is, is, any complaints in the kickoff department? Yeah, uh, short kicks. We've had a lot of short kicks, but okay. we've had good coverage. Yeah. By the way, Owen Daffer still handling kickoffs, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, so he is still a part of the team. We talked to that, about that with some of the guys yesterday, and they said, "Look, uh, Owen's still our guy. We're glad uh, he's still a part of the team." But I would say we've had a, a lot of short kickoffs. This what, year. All right, now what about our receiving kickoffs and punts? Any that has there that's been? A we straight? had a miscue with uh, McMillan the other night, or I'm sorry, with Fleming the other night. Um, but uh, we had a caller call in and say, hey, somebody needs to tell Malik that with the altitude, the ball is going to go and keep carrying. And that one time he carried and carried and he fumbled it. I would say he has been a positive uh, for this year of returning punts. Returning kicks, eh, not much really. Yeah. And I don't think he's been a negative, but it's just kind of been a, a even maybe. I heard you talking one day, and I know Malcolm's coming in here later. Uh, did, did you ever figure out this? how many games or how long it's been since East Carolina has not returned a punt? I remember you, uh, I think you and Igo or something. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's Travis Williams, and it's either 04 or 05. Yeah. I'll text Igo real quick. It's been, been a long time since the Pirates have had that explosive play, and it's hard to believe Yeah, with with all the other— like, Hard to believe Dwayne never did it, because I every like, punt return was like electric. He would break yeah. seven tackles yeah. and then end up getting tackled after 30 wow. yards. But wow. yeah. I thought he had one, man. It's interesting. Let me find out from Iga. All right, clip rock on the scene. So, what what else are your thoughts on ECU football? How do you feel about the final? What's your prediction of the final three games? Six and three. Where will they be after the next three? Man, I, I really feel like we can we can win them all. Will we win them all? You know that depends on what does Willie Smith think. What but, team shows up, man? If we keep getting better, because I mean, we theoretically we should continue to get better every single week. We got a bye week coming up, man. So it's an opportunity to you know really dial in everything. Uh, guys, get some rest. And you think about it, you I mean you get this bye week towards the end of the season, man. That's like the best time to get it because your body can recover and then you can finish strong the last three games. So I don't see a reason why we cannot win it, but you know everybody's going to have to continue to get better every day. Two thousand four, by the way. Thank Last you. punt return for a touchdown. Thank you, Cliff. Thank you, Iga. How different was the team that played Memphis, UCF, and BYU? Did all three of those teams win the next three games? That's a great question, man. Um, sitting here thinking about that. You know, if we can if we can play like we played against UCF, man, you know, because I feel like UCF was really solid performance. We can all agree that's a three and O team. Yeah, that that team's gonna win out. Yeah. All right, the team that played against Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we you, you can uh, we might win one. <laughs> we, we might. Win. Wow, they won that game, Willie Smith. But man, that's some solid opponents we're playing. Man, it's not these yeah. are not just gimmies, you know. Are you more concerned about the opponent or the Pirates? I'm about I'm concerned about the Pirates. If the Pirates want to play, we got a chance to win every game. I mean, UCF beat Cincinnati, right? Mm-hmm. So, and if we beat UCF, if we show up to the rest of the games, there's no reason why we cannot win every game. That was Cincinnati's first AAC loss since 2019. Wow. Yeah, regular season. And uh, 2019, Cincinnati lost at Memphis the last game of the regular season, played the next week at Memphis in the championship, lost that one too, and then went on the run that they were on. 
so uh yeah they are uh they're due for another one and then next week they're on the run to the big 12 that's at right the end of the season Yep. We've been beating everybody else going to the Big 12. Yeah. I was keeping going. That that does have a little bit of swag to, that, that ECU does get to play Cincinnati, then Houston, and then they have two wins under the belt against teams that are going to, I guess you could say, a Power 5 conference. So maybe the Pirates can uh, take that. I do believe on, in, on the road at Cincinnati is going to be tough. They're yeah. going to have to bring their absolute A game and then plus more. Yeah, I think it could be like. Do you remember the Cardin game? Uh, the ECU broke out the whites for the first time, mm-hmm. the all white helmets, and uh, they just played a back and forth shootout that Cincinnati ended up winning at the end. But I think it's going to be uh, some fireworks. I think it'll be a fun game. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I feel real confident about the home game against Houston, and then, I mean, the Temple game. I, you know, unless it's just, I think there just has to be some sort of voodoo on the, on the team. But uh, I, yeah. I, I feel like an eight and four is is very reachable. I mean, nine and three would just be impressive. And if they get some things to bounce their way yeah. and somehow get in that conference championship game, then uh, if not, they they should be seated very nicely for a bowl game. Yeah. Well, if I'm being honest, I really want the Houston game, and I'm gonna tell you why. You know, when I was offensive lineman here. Um, coach Ruff's first year here, he brought Brandon Jones with him. Brandon Jones was the old line coach. He's now the offensive coordinator with Houston now. So, I mean, he's been talking smack back and forth. And I've been telling him ECU's going to give him that work when he comes to town. So, now we, we got to win that one. Uh. Willie, we're going to beat y'all, boys. <laughs> Come on, Willie. Brandon had that old cowboy. Yeah. Uh, I used to love talking to him just because his voice was, uh, was right, awesome. Right. Uh, Brandon Jones, we used to play. We still got his uh, mm-hmm. cut when I asked uh so how do you guys look at practice today? And he went, average. <laughs> <laughs> we still play that from time to time. He, he was a classic soundbite. So how, how often are you texting with him? Yeah, uh, it's on Facebook, man, on Messages. Every okay. now and then, you know, we, we go back. But a lot of chirping that week, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we need to get you tickets behind the Houston bench. <laughs> Taunt them during the game. Brandon, you're looking average. Average. <laughs> Uh, Robert says ECU will most likely get a 1,000-yard rusher and receiver during the Houston game on senior day. He says right now Keaton Mitchell's at 863, Winstead at 871. So could have a 1,000-1,000 before we wrap up this regular season this year. Race to 1,000. Who are you taking? (laughs) Taking Keaton. (laughs) It's a race. (laughs) (laughs) Any kind of race. We'll take Keaton. Good call. Uh, also, uh, credit to Dan. I put this out a few weeks ago. Uh, the bowl um, projections, and uh, I did not do the legwork this week. But uh, at yes, I am a pirate. Dan has done it, mm-hmm. so I'll just read these real quick. Uh, bowl projections for East Carolina, USA Today says the Fenway Bowl, Fenway uh, Classic versus Coastal. So that's up in Boston at Fenway Park, the baseball stadium. Willie's shaking his head no. Up. Against Coastal Carolina. Uh, very uh, very coastal <laughs> game yeah, there. That's what you think of. East Carolina <laughs> and Myrtle Beach in, team in Fenway. Right. Yeah. Mer- uh, Myrtle Beach Bowl against FIU. Mm. Yeah, maybe. The, Ar- te- the, the, the more teams kind of match up better in that bowl game. That's from ESPN. Also, ESPN has Armed Forces Bowl versus Texas Tech. Mm, rematch of the uh, gallaryfurniture.com bowl. Yeah, that's right. Uh, CBS Sports has Independence Bowl versus Army. 
Would you like to see an option team in a bowl game? Definitely not. <laughs> no. Army, you know, we struggled with Navy, and I believe <laughs> right. Army's probably going to beat Navy. Yeah. Uh, Army, I, I don't think the Pirates have ever lost to Army, but I, I think that would be a John Thompson game. owns Army. That, look, that was two of his three wins. He's the commander the, of Army. The other one was against? John Thompson. Won three uh, games. I, I know that. I know. I know. I mean, we've talked about this a million times, but my mind's blank right now. Um, Army and... Tulane. Correct. All right, good. Uh, let's see. Yahoo has the Independence Bowl versus Liberty. Ooh, Liberty be a tough game, too. They just laid the wood on yeah. uh, BYU before we played. Yeah, they did. Uh, Ath- a good one, though. Athlon and the Action Network have Military Bowl versus Pitt. Pitt, pretty good team. And Sporting News has Boca Raton Bowl versus Middle Tennessee. Is our guy still there? Stockstill, yes, he Rick is. Rick Stockstill? Yes, he is. So there are your bowl projections for East Carolina. A lot of interesting lay of the land. I mean, it's kind of like, do you go for, I mean, do you go for location or do you go for opponent? What do the players prefer? Location. Yeah. So they're going <laughs> Bo- Boca Raton. Absolutely. Yeah. So who, who was that again? For that was the old. second time this year, right? Yeah, that would be. Uh, Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee. And also, I mean, for fans... It also comes down to a date. Yeah, too. which I, I don't have those dates. A, a date and, uh, I mean, the military bowl obviously is drivable. Yeah. Um, I don't really think any of the others you mentioned were, were very drivable. Street, well, uh, Annapolis. Port. Yeah, that's what I meant, military bowl. Uh, Myrtle Beach. Oh, yeah, and Myrtle Beach. Yeah. yeah, so Myrtle Beach or military would be uh, doable for the Pirates, for yeah. Pirate fans to get there. Shreveport, Boca Raton, the, the Armed Forces Bowl is somewhere in Texas. I'm not sure. Yeah. I think it might be in Waco. Definitely right? not. Or, I'm not sure where it is, but uh, it's definitely oh, in Texas. That's a long and way. And then Fenway. Fenway in December. <laughs> mm. Not happening. I've been to Fenway. It's it's a cool place to go. I don't know if it'd be a in very... In December, though? No, I've been to a Red Sox game. Yeah. <laughs> I said, that's going to be yeah, cold so in December, it, 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 it would be tough. It'd be tough. To I don't know what the layout is, but I want to see Keaton score a touchdown and just run up the Green Monster. That would be cool. It keeps going, kind of like Bo Jackson? Yeah, just keep on going <laughs> up the wall. That'd be uh, that'd be fun. Uh, all right, so East Car- Hey, look, it's great to have these conversations. Yeah. Right? Well, the good news is they, this is a definite conversation because they've they've clinched bowl right. eligibility. So the Pirates are going bowling. It's just a matter of where. And as I said, they got three more games to improve their destination and maybe a fourth game if things play out right. 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 No, that'd be awesome. So Willie, your last year was Ruff's first year. Yeah. So y'all played at old uh, RFK. Yeah. Uh, against Maryland. Yeah. And, and uh, that bowl sucks, man. Yeah. What? It's, the it's, bowl it, itself? Well, yeah. That, and, and it was, I think it was the first year when we did it. I think it was. And it was cold, man. God, it was so cold that day. I, I, I always I thought, memories of that one. I always thought of RFK as historic and iconic. And then I went to that bowl game and it was a complete dump. <laughs> so the I've only been. thing that was dumpier was the Birmingham Bowl and Legion Field when the Pirates lost to South Florida yeah. in Skip's year. But I mean, that was just two stadiums that had no, I mean, like the bath, half the bathrooms were closed. It was just old concrete falling. I mean, just. When I went as a kid to Redskins games in the 90s, I thought it was like heaven on earth and i used to watch them on tv and you see them bouncing in the lower level and yeah. like i mean you see a lot of, but i mean it was i mean i've I never been more disappointed in a stadium of that i ha- that i held of higher value or esteem than rfk I well mean, at that it, point nobody was really taking care of it right no it was just it was a vacant place that they yeah, decided yeah. to open up 
and they were literally icing down drinks as people were walking in the stadium. I mean, it was same thing with the the BY uh, the Birmingham Bowl was. I mean, they put everybody on the same side of the field. It was just I, I was just I, I've always said. You should never go to a bowl game and play in a stadium that is not as nice as the stadium you play in. Yeah, that's true. And and, and I don't understand how you have all these nice NFL facilities and they don't stagger the bowl games over using those facilities. Like the the Atlanta Mercedes-Benz or whatever it's called down there, that could host bowl games every week or during the week or whatever. New Orleans. I mean, obviously the Florida locations are nice because of the weather. But there's a lot like... Fenway, yeah. I mean, it, does it look? It, it's made for TV when it's at Fenway, or I think yeah. there's a pinstripe bowl. But uh, it's definitely weather-wise to sit. I mean, doesn't make any sense at all. Willie, do you remember any of the bowl swag you got? Uh, Anything good? I'm trying to think, man. Um, I think it was the, the Hawaii Bowl, man. They gave us like this um, audio players. It was like a stereo sound, like you had a speakers and everything, and um, like these little tablets. I think that was the best tech pack we got and then you also right. was able to get some money too so yeah that was pretty cool yeah well you were young then right did yeah. you play in the uh, hawaii bowl hawaii i was dn then you were so a defensive I, I was up and in behind cj okay did you right. have fun in hawaii yeah man, that's a lot of fun <laughs> what'd you do that you remember off outside of bowl, or in bowl activities outside of practice and other stuff outside of practice Man, I'm, I'm trying to remember, man. That was, was a long time ago, man. <laughs> you let loose when you go to a Let loose. I think uh, you don't have any arrest warrants out for you in Hawaii, do you, Willie? I, I don't think I want to go back to Hawaii. Man. <laughs> He's not allowed back. This is like the Greg Brady with the voodoo. In fact, he was supposed to go to the Pro Bowl. He was like, nah, I can't. I can't. <laughs> uh, so Willie, as a young pirate, goes to Hawaii. He's like, man, this is college is going to be awesome. And then he right. goes to Memphis and D.C. <laughs> for his next two and yeah. uh wishes he was in sunny hawaii right 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 absolutely man all right well uh oh we got to uh update we need to get to the uh intern peter desk we got a lot of trades going on Chandler, you can do it if you want we so the nfl trade deadline is four o'clock and it's turned into like the nba trade deadline yeah. a lot of trades going on we got to get peter schefter up here all right so peter woja what you call him woja, peter woja schefter woja schefter let's update the trade some big names moving some big teams moving to, uh two deals for shirley's dolphins peter let's talk about those first all right the first deal you had bradley chubb going uh from the broncos uh down to miami for um chase edmonds running back a fourth round pick and a first round pick so bradley chubb impact defensive player goes to miami as they try to keep up with buffalo which they're not going to do but try to make the playoffs as a wild card will it yeah well i mean if you can if you can get a defensive guy that's going to make an impact man defense win championships so it's a good trade and peter they send off chase Edmonds, so they have to bring in a running back and they did from uh san francisco jeff wilson jeff wilson who had found himself behind christian mccaffrey now after that trade yeah so the dolphins get jeff wilson all right um another big name how about the bears adding a receiver to their young quarterback justin fields yeah they picked up a chase claypool for a second round pick from the steelers so uh, chase claypool goes from pittsburgh to chicago yeah kind of two teams not making the playoffs this year That's making what, what are they doing what are they trading i don't know i think the bears i think the bears look at that as maybe part of their rebuild maybe like hey we'll bring in a talented receiver 
they, had, they had to get Justin Fields something. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, and Claypool, man, he's uh, – but Clay Brook, man, he, he's a really, really good uh, good receiver, man. I, I was shocked that the Steelers let him go, though, man. He was, he was I don't know. solid, man. From, from the games that I saw him play, he was snagging them things, man. I don't know if it's a – I don't know, a bit of a head case situation or what. Yeah. It seems like there's something going on there. Yeah. All right. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah. Uh, the Lions. How about an in-division trade? You don't see these a lot, Willie, but the Lions uh, and the Vikings had a deal, Peter. Yeah, you got TJ Hawkinson going over from uh, Detroit to Minnesota. The Vikings with Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, and now TJ Hawkinson as they are about to run away from the Packers in the north. And uh, they bolster their offense today, Willie. Yeah, well, hey, you know, um, hey, what's the quarterback name? Um, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I'm about to say, I played with Kirk, man. I don't know how to remember that. But, uh, yeah, Kirk, man. You like I, that? <laughs> you like that? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Kirk, man, I, I mean, they, they want him to win. And, you know, they gave him a lot of money, so they're trying to give him more, more weapons. Bad news, though. They, got, they played the hottest team in the league this Sunday, Willie. Who's the, that? The Washington Commanders. <laughs> Three in a row. Yeah, Kirk man. Cousins back in FedEx Field. And uh, I don't know. We got a shot. Explain to me how the Commanders are hotter than the undefeated Eagles. Because the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> just explain. Just, 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 after, just need some math on that one. After a while, when you win so much, it's like you reach that bowling point after like three, four wins. Uh, they're not and hot. then it starts to simmer. Okay. So the Eagles are just simmering right now. So they peaked. Yeah. They're just holding temperature right now. Exactly. The the commanders are hot. Commanders, yeah, they are. Too hot to handle. Blazing right now. Blazing. After wins over such teams as Chicago and Indianapolis. <laughs> that, that seems to make a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, I really understand. Look, I'm with you, man. I, I want those guys to be winning, man. Give me something to cheer for now. I know. That's all we're asking for. And uh, we got a meaningful game in November, so... We'll take it. Uh, go ahead. I was just going to who's the hottest real estate agent in town, Willie? Oh, there's no question about it. It's, it's me. <laughs> Will Smith. Now explain that, Willie. <laughs> very, very simple, man. <laughs> How can you help people out? Yeah, well, the best way to reach me, man, is just give me a call on my cell, 258-8168. All right, Willie Smith, the hottest. And he, he's just, he's, he's not going to, you're not going to be like the Eagles. No, no, nah, nah, we ain't peaking, man. We, we, we striving for the sky, You're going to stay hot every oh, week. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah, oh, yeah. Willie, uh, what are you doing your during your off week here? No pirate football. Yeah, that's that's a great question, man. I guess uh, so. Man, well, CJ's in the playoffs with North yeah, Pitt. I'm definitely going to the playoff game. Man. Okay, so going going there, uh, checking that out, and uh, selling real estate, man. All right, good stuff. Thanks for joining us, Willie. Yes, enjoyed sir. it as always, man. All right, Ellerby, enjoyed it. Clipper, happy birthday. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. I hope you get uh, a lot of great presents and cake tonight. Well, so far, nothing on that front. But uh, your, your work family's going to give you a lot of pats on the back. I appreciate that. <laughs> Maybe Malcolm has something for you. My back's going to be sore after hanging out with you guys all day. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. Malcolm Gray, first time in a long time. He's finally uh, catching his breath during a bye week, and we're going to bother him and make him come in here and talk to us on Pirate Radio. We'll talk some football with Malcolm Gray when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential? Copy Pro has been in Eastern North Carolina for over 45 years and continues to grow each year. And they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six-figure income. Do you have what it takes? Visit copypro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Brock. All right, back with you here on a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Uh, Intern Peter still at the NFL trade deadline desk. We did miss one. This will not impact uh, a team this year, but... Maybe Trevor Lawrence has uh, a new toy for next season, Peter Foote. Got suspended Calvin Ridley uh, going down to Jacksonville. Hmm. You can bet that that could make an impact next year. It's a real gamble. Ah, there we go. There you go, Pete. Calvin Ridley suspended, by the way. You guys were saying, did y'all read this somewhere? So is this true? He was suspended for betting on a game last year between the Falcons and the Jaguars. <laughs> and now... They are trade partners uh, in the Calvin Ridley deal. I believe the deadline is 4 o'clock, so we will uh, update if there's anything else going on involving NFL trades. Joining us now inside the Pirate Radio studios, Malcolm Gray is back. Malcolm, I feel like we're strangers. Good to see you. I know, man. How you been? I've been all right. You? Busy. We've been right down the road for one another, but hadn't seen each other in forever. Yeah. So, uh, so good to see you, and uh, glad you can hopefully catch your breath some coming up uh, this weekend. Yeah, that's the game plan. Try to get ahead a little bit, and uh, you know, catch up on uh, on some football stuff. Obviously, some other other sports stuff that we got going on. Getting ready for basketball seasons. You know, tipping off next week. So we got a lot of things going on right now over at ECU. And we chose uh, the career path we did, Malcolm, because we love sports and yeah. want to be involved in it. So our jobs are fun even on bad days but when the team's winning it makes it even more fun so i got to imagine you've had a a fun year in your first year taking over duties for football yeah it's been a fun year uh last year i got a chance to do a lot more than what i had in the past um and the football team went to a bowl and uh this year they're going to a bowl so i'm not saying it's just all coach houston it's a little bit of me as well yeah a little bit of Malcolm sprinkled joke, in. Joke. That is a joke. Has really turned this thing around, <laughs> turned the ship around. Uh, but, man, uh, long trip out to Provo. You said you're uh, looking forward to catching up on some sleep. I guess when you fly in at 6 on a Saturday morning, like it takes a few days to kind of get called back up? Yeah, well, it was a four-hour fl- uh, plane ride out there, and then uh, about a four-hour plane ride back because we had to take a little bit of a detour, um, you know, coming in from the east uh, side of uh, – of uh, north carolina as opposed to the west because it was a low cloud cover so we i think we touched down at 6 30 in the morning i think i finally went to bed around 10 a.m and slept until about four o'clock okay so i was up for 20 almost 25 straight hours because i <laughs> i can't sleep on on a plane no no shot especially you know a four-hour plane you would think you could after a long day but nah, i was just too amped up i couldn't do it what do you uh watch a movie read yeah, a book what do yeah. you do on the uh definitely not reading the book i should because that you know reading books make me makes me go to sleep but uh uh just watch movies you know um watched uh something on uh db cooper remember D. yeah, D. Cooper, the, the, yeah. Uh, so the netflix uh miniseries i watched that it was pretty interesting and then just watch some other things just to keep my mind off 
Off the flight. Huge win. Pirates now winners of three straight, uh, Malcolm. And this team is uh, is, is clicking right now, and, and things are going well. And uh, like I said, it makes things so much more fun when the team is winning. But how about the way they uh, pulled that one off the other night? Was, Where were you when the uh, field goal was kicked? I was uh, standing on probably the 15, 15-yard 15 line, 15, 20-yard line. Um, I was right when, you know, when Isaiah Winstead got – you know the pass oh, interference yeah. call that was literally right in front of me. I called it. I saw it before it even <laughs> yeah. before it even started, as well as the hold. You know when they, I think BYU was third and two, and they were running, and they had a holding penalty, which made it third and twelve. And I saw that as well. And uh, so I was right there on our sideline. You know, just right outside the team box, just so. You know, once we won, if uh, ESPN wanted to get Coach Houston on uh, with them, that I was able to direct Coach Houston and uh, uh, and, and Jay Kirkendall and everybody to where they need to be. Yeah, uh, kind of a, a mad scramble there at the end where everybody is celebrating and they're all on Conrad. And you're so your job is to kind of get in touch, get Mike Houston while he's celebrating and say, Coach, come over here, go over there, do all that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Officer Brown, uh, yeah. Who, who travels with us, uh, we kind of have a little system going. Now, I, I give him a heads up if, uh, you know, ECU's going to do, a, or excuse me, ESPN's going to do a post game uh, interview and typically try to find out where it's at and then. I literally run to where that spot is, and I'm jumping up and down, have my hand up, like you know, trying to answer a question in class, you know, back in the day. And and Coach Brown sees me and brings him right over. And then, you know, Coach Houston does his interview there. And then, if they want players, we'll get the player right then and there. And then, and then we go off to the locker room, celebrate, and then come back out and do do all the other media obligations that Mike uh, that Coach Houston has. And Malcolm, I mean, even if it wasn't true, we'd probably say it was. But like, these are great people to deal with, right? I mean, oh, I, Mike Houston, these players, the staff, unbelievable man. They have yeah. been absolutely great to me in my first year as a as the full time football you know media relations SID. Um, you know, they got great chemistry. They're all awesome. I can go up to the office at any time. You know, and if they're not in meetings, just walk in and sit down and, you know, shoot the bull with them. Um, I talk to the players all the time. I've got a bunch of their phone numbers. I just, you know, check in with them, see how they're doing, especially after a physical game like this past weekend. I saw Holton today and, and I uh, was, you know, talking with him and, and uh, talked with Keaton as well. So, you know, they're just, uh, they're just great kids, you know. Um, you know, I've always said this about the baseball guys when I was working with baseball. They're like, and they're like little brothers. These guys are little brothers to me as well. I mean, I can call them anytime, text them. They need something, they can always get it with me as well. Yeah, and uh, Malcolm is always providing us with the great stats, uh, great numbers that we present to you out there. So, uh, a lot, I mean, part of your job is just keeping up with Holt Naylor's broken records at this point, right? Yeah, it, and yeah, it, it seems like a broken record on his broken records because it's, he's setting something all the time but you know when you have a uh, you know uh, you know a generational type quarterback like he is you know he's same, the same mold as, as Shane Carden um, you know he's going to do some good things and he's going to go down as you know probably top one or two you know quarterbacks that's ever played you know not just records but um, you know, just as a person that he is and things like that. And uh, I talked to Jeff Charles earlier today. We'll have that interview in hour two of the show. But Jeff told me a stat on Keaton Mitchell. I believe he said he has the fourth most 100-yard rushing games. Does that sound right? Uh, he, he does now, yeah. He just got his uh, 11th of his career. Wow. Yeah, And uh, that's a note that I went back and uh, researched early on at the beginning of the season because uh, I think he had – he has five, so he had six coming into the year. So I kind of wanted to see where it was at, and um, and we went. I went back through every media guide that I had, and and uh, yeah, he's got uh, I think like I said eleven, and I think the record is sixteen by Junior Smith. All right, so that is certainly in sight. Yeah. Uh, but to have that at this point in his career is is pretty amazing. Yeah, and he's you know I think I heard you right before. Uh, you know he's 
100 and roughly 40 yards away from a consecutive 2,000-yard season, and we hadn't had a lot of back-to-back 1,000-yard uh, season guys. Did Coop do it, or did uh, he only have one? I think he did do it. Yeah, I think Coop did it. Uh, as far as 1,000-yard rushers and receivers in the same year, somebody asked me that, and I looked it up earlier this season, and I want to say it was either 13 or 14. Yeah, was it uh, Coop and either Hardy, Hardy I guess. or Zay? Yeah, or probably Zay Hardy and uh, Coop. Yeah. But uh, Isaiah Winstead uh, certainly is on pace to do that. And people have also asked uh, one thousand yard, two one thousand yard receivers in the same season. Which if CJ, uh, yeah. you know, keeps catching, a possibility there too. So a lot of lot of numbers with this offense. And you also have a chance to look at it this way. I mean, Holton can have three thousand yards. So you could have a three thousand yard quarterback two 1000 yard receivers and a thousand yard running back yeah that's that's impressive i don't think there would be too many teams in the country that have that and uh 1000 calls on the fifth quarter about firing donnie kirkpatrick with all those numbers yeah i don't understand that. <laughs> i mean just saying that's yeah, kind well, of uh kind of weird well, D- dk knows what he's doing he wouldn't be here if he didn't <laughs> malcolm gray joining us here inside the pirate radio studios uh let's get a break in we'll come back and by the way, we got some beer to give away because it is Tailgate Tuesday. It is PBR Tailgate Tuesday. Pirate fans get stocked up for tailgating uh, with PBR at your favorite retailer. Look for the QR code on the PBR display and register for a chance to win a PBR cooler full of beer. Game day or any day, all pirates prefer PBR. Shirley, let's do that right now. We'll go caller number four at 317-1250. On my birthday, I'm giving you 12 PBRs. How about that? Uh, call now, 317-1250. That's not right. You should you should have those. You should be giving them away. I'm a giving man, Malcolm. I'm giving them away. <laughs> so caller four right now, 317-1250. We're back with more Malcolm Gray when we return after this. listening to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back and for the uh, interesting stories, the latest news, and of course, uh, awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at pr 927 FM. Join the over 60,000 followers today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Rock. All right, here with Malcolm Gray, formerly known as the baseball guy. <laughs> it's still strange, Malcolm, to have you on and uh, talk football. You got the Purple Gold World Series coming up this weekend and i guess malcolm you can uh you'll be a fan this year when it comes to baseball i'll, I'll still go out there uh chip welch in our office is uh taking over and uh you know he's got baseball background experience he did that at uh at uncg when link uh, jarrett was the head coach many moons ago now with him being at florida state but uh so chip's taking it over but i'll still be there every game and then you know make sure everything's good to go and then once the uh, first pitch starts and you know is thrown, then uh, I might just kind of fade off in the background, kind of like Homer Simpson does when he goes into the shrubs and yeah. backs up, and then boom, I'm out, and then I can just walk around and actually see a game. I was talking with uh, with Cliff actually yesterday. I went out to practice and uh, 
And then he goes, so are uh, you looking forward to uh, to be able to watch a game? I said, yeah, you know, I haven't seen a baseball game from the jungle since Cliff played. That's the last time. Wow. That's the last time that I that I've seen a game out there. So it'll just be interesting just to walk around and you know be able to see people, talk to them, and not have to worry about uh, the stress of the game and stuff like that. Yeah, that'd be nice. A cold beer during a baseball game from Maybe. Malcolm Gray for the first time in like two decades. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's crazy. Uh, good stuff. And of course, basketball cranking up on Tuesday. Mike Schwartz and his team will uh, take the court for the first time under his leadership uh, next week against Mercer. So. Uh, everything kind of happening all at once here, Malcolm. Busy time for you guys over there. It is. It's crossover season. That's what we call it. And uh, But it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, I got a chance to talk with uh, Coach Schwartz and his staff uh, during the basketball media day, and he's a super nice guy. And, uh, you know, he's realistic. He, he understands that there's going to be some struggles this year, but, uh, you know, he's 100% passionate just the way Coach Houston is, you know, just the way that uh, Coach Godwin is. Um, you know, they're all kind of cut from the same mold, and you know, some of the stuff that uh, Coach Schwartz was telling me is kind of what, you know, Coach Houston and, and Cliff told me their first years, right before their season started, their first year. So, um, but it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. Uh, you know, next Tuesday, um, I'm going to try to get out there. I think we got some media stuff going on with football, but once that's done with, I can mosey over and uh, catch a little bit of it. Malcolm, uh, any, I don't know, feelings to the skip era with this football team? Are you going back to a bowl game and, the way they play defense, the way they've been able to, to run the ball now with Keaton Mitchell. Now, the, the passing game is more explosive now than it was in the skip era, but starting to feel those similarities where he he kind of got here, played close, uh, you know, didn't have a winning season the first year, but then it really took off. And, and I don't know, I, I feel very similar to as I did in year two or three of Skip Holtz. Oh, I agree, you know, and, and Skip will still tell you today that the mindset then – was just to score one more point than what the uh, the defense gave up, and that was it. And he didn't care if it was a nineteen to thirteen game. He didn't care if it was, you know, if it was a fifty to twenty game. You know, all he cared about was getting wins, and that's the way Coach Houston and the staff are. I mean, yeah, the defense is playing, you know, very well. It's kind of a bend don't break type deal, but against the run, they're 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 pretty impressive, and uh, you know, the offense is is clicking you're not seeing a lot of mistakes um you know you're seeing a lot more mature holton you know you get to see keaton who man that guy's probably one of the fastest people i've ever seen you know watching him you know hit you know hit outside and just take one to the house you got hard-nosed receivers that go over the middle they don't care about getting hit you know they just want to play so it's it's a lot of fun to watch and uh yeah i think it is kind of like the skip holtz type era where you know you play solid defense and just the goal is get just one more point than the other team and get that uh, that W. And, of course, while we're talking about remembering that era, uh, Keaton, uh, every now and then, will remind us of Chris Johnson and the way he ran the football and remember that senior year he had. Chris Johnson had flashes before that, but he really just went all in that senior year. I've heard people say, Malcolm, and you were kind of around. Maybe you can attest to it, but that he really maybe took it 100% serious for the first time his yeah. senior year as far as off-season training, body, like doing all that, and it paid off in a huge way. Keaton's kind of got a, a head start on him, if you will, because uh, Keaton's only doing this as a what a COVID sophomore at yeah. this point. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was after Chris's first year is when he had to have surgery. Uh, he was a, you know, a freshman All-American, and then you know, that senior year, man, was unbelievable. What he, 
you know, did at the Memphis game. I think it was 400, 400 <laughs> yeah. yards rushing or 300 yards rushing, something like that, 400 total offense just from a running back slash because uh, he was a kick returner as well. And then, you know, in the Hawaii Bowl, I mean, I still have the photo of Greg Hudson where Chris Johnson is running right by him and he's just pointing this way. And um, so it's uh, – Great coaching. Yeah, coach a- <laughs> absolutely. And uh, so, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think Keaton is kind of the same mold. And, uh, you know, and they're both fast. I mean, you know, what, what did uh, – I think four is a four two forty. Four two four is yeah. what uh, Chris Johnson ran. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, no doubt. And Keaton's pretty fast too. Malcolm Gray joining us here inside the Pirate Radio Studios, East Carolina, uh, off this week, and then they will take on Cincinnati. And, and kind of fun to be scoreboard watching this time of year, Malcolm. Looking at what Cincinnati, UCF do, keeping an eye on Tulane, Houston, because East Carolina is still in the mix here for a potential conference championship appearance. Yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, you know, the conference this year doesn't have an East-West, so it's the top two teams go um, to the conference championship game, and it'll be played at a home site. So if things ended, you know, say right now, Tulane would host it. But, you know, Tulane still has UCF and uh, Cincinnati to play. So those three teams play each other the last four weeks of the season, minus, you know, the one that just happened this weekend with UCF beating Cincinnati. And, uh, you know, East Carolina's got to go in and, you know, still got a Houston team that's got one loss. So they're still kind of in the mix. You got Cincinnati with one loss and you close with Temple. So, uh, you know, things are somewhat uh, favorable. You know, um, it's going to be fun matchups, but, you know, Cincinnati's got a tough week this week because they got Navy and then, boom, they got a short week right afterwards. So, uh, whereas the Pirates finally get the benefit of, I of, uh, of finding an opponent where they're on a short week and ECU's <laughs> on a long week or a long bye week. Uh, Malcolm Gray joining us. Chandler, go ahead and mark me down for our Wednesday top 25 upset pick. I'm not going to wait till tomorrow. I'm going to go ahead and tell you my pick right now. And it's going to be Tulsa over Tulane on Saturday at noon. Tulane's got huge games uh, coming up. Potentially a look ahead. A sleepy day out in Tulsa, Oklahoma. That's central time, right, Malcolm? Yeah, so they're playing at 11 a.m.? Oh, man, that's set up yeah, for they're, a they're Tulsa both, win. Yeah, they're both in central time. But, uh, yeah, I mean, e- even though, you know, it is Tulsa in the same time zone, it's still a little bit of a travel that way out there. Uh, that should be an interesting game. And, you know, I kind of like that pick. I, You know, I said that uh, Tol- uh, Tulane would lose, you know, one that they're not supposed to. And, yeah. And I, like think, I think that's almost like a trap game for them right now. Definitely. Because, as you said, what they got coming up after that, UCF, SMU, Cincinnati. That yeah. is a heck of a road. And I know that Willie Fritz is doing all he can to say one week at a time, but it's human nature to kind of look ahead and get ready for a top 25 UCF team the following week. So yeah. that is a perfect look-ahead spot. Peter, what you got? Got another trade. All right, let's go to the foot desk and hear what Peter Foot has for us. The Bills have traded with the Colts for running back Naheem Hines. Oh, wow. Naheem Hines, a former – NC State Wolfpacker, he goes to Buffalo, more of a pass catcher than a runner, but uh, could really fit in there in Buffalo as they add a weapon. By the way, Colts uh, fired their offensive coordinator today, Scotty Montgomery, moving up the ladder, the running backs coach. Is he calling plays now? I don't know, perhaps. But uh, Oh, wow. Peter, thank you for that update. You're welcome. That's a buzzer beater. We're getting up to 359. That's now, right. So. Yeah. Uh, trade deadline about to hit. So uh, there you go. One last buzzer beater there. All right, Malcolm, uh, anything else we need to know? 
that you just do a great job, buddy. <laughs> I, lo- I love listening to your show. You guys do a great job. And uh, no, other than that, you know, we're just. Do you? Uh, how about this? Do you listen to us when we talk to the players on Monday? I do. Because I, you I don't should. listen to it uh, when it's live. I go back and listen to it the next morning. And you should. I mean, everybody should be proud of being a pirate when they listen to these guys yeah they're, they're awesome man. yeah they're they're great you know and I say miles barry like your little brother he's like our older brother he's yeah. way more mature and smarter than he, we are he's probably mature, more mature than i am definitely yeah. i mean and these I talk, guys are awesome yeah i talked to them you know and you know this from talking back in the days with tom and everything you know we would have certain go-to guys for yeah for our media and uh you know holton and miles are the you know are two guys but like I said, I can call and count on any of them and ask them to jump in and do an interview, and they'll do it. There's a good question, Malcolm. Not, I hate to put you on the spot here, and I'll reel off some names so you can think. But who are your all-time, you know, football media guys? Like I so recently, Garrett McGinn was kind of the spokesperson during a bad era of football, but he was so good. Yeah, with the media. Uh, Zeke Bigger was Mr. Motormouth. We love Zeke because he always had a good quote. He didn't miss a camera. He didn't like it. Uh, he loved it. Uh, Shane was really good uh, when Zay, he was the Zay quarterback was here. Zay was like as polished as they come. Yeah. You could tell he had an NFL dad background. He was really polished. Um, I don't know who anybody else. Patrick Pinkney was real good. Patrick Pinkney was a good. He when ECU, ECU was top fifteen was talking to ESPN reporters. Yeah, and stuff. Oh, believe me, I know. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm sure that was busy for y'all. But he uh, he handled himself very yeah. well. Uh, you know, Warren Harvey back in the day was real good. Um, there's been a, there's been a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, you know, you kind of you know we always joke, and I know I go always jokes like you know during baseball seasons back you know when we. The 2017 season when we were, I guess, 0 and 10 to start the conference uh-huh. uh, play. You know, Charlie Jorgen was our guy. Yeah. You know, there's always <clears> some <throat> for baseball, but football now we're starting to get some. And the good thing about it is we got a really good pool. There's not just one or two. There's a, there's you know at least a good dozen where we can pull from, and and you're not getting the same people all the time. Yeah. And it's uh, they're really good kids. No doubt, Malcolm. Uh, you're a good kid too. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> uh, who's your World Series pick? One to one right now. I hate the Astros so much, man. I guess I have to go to Phillies. So, right. I mean, to be honest with you, I haven't been watching it, but uh, you know, I think Bryce Harper's uh, matured a lot. Yeah, that, that's actually, excuse me, that's actually been nice to see. I love Kyle Schwarber. I mean, how do you not like that dude? So I, I guess I'd have to say the Phillies, even though I know you're a Braves fan. I hate how likable the Phillies kind of are, especially yeah. when they play at Citizens Bank, and that thing is going to be a madhouse tonight. So oh, it's gonna be a, I might absolutely. tune in just to kind of see the atmosphere yeah so. no doubt all right malcolm enjoyed it man have a good week off uh mike mullis uh the diva himself is ready oh what's he got in his hand i meant the gentleman that he is is gonna be here in just looks, looks like he's got something for me <laughs> and by the way malcolm uh, you're welcome to hang out with me and mully if you want me to yeah stick yeah, around I'm, stick I around that, yeah all right absolutely mully's got something in his hands we'll find out what it is when we return after this
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now back to the show. Welcome back from sales to service. Greenville Auto World has all of your vehicle needs covered. You can shop all of their inventory now at GreenvilleAutoWorld.net. If you're also looking for someone to service your vehicle, they have a full service and repair facility. They do brakes, oil changes, tires, inspections, and they can repair any kind of vehicle. Greenville Auto World across from Speedway at Bells Fork and online at GreenvilleAutoWorld.net. Thanks to Tim Sutton and Jim Rogers for their sponsorship of the program. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Rock. All right. I got a witness this time. Welcome back into the show. Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, Malcolm Gray sticking around, and Mike Mullis is here. Santa Mully delivering gifts on my birthday four count them four big old cookies just for me and uh i'll share them with the class but molly thank you so much man yeah you're welcome bud so um everything good yeah i'm kind of regretting my decision to bring you something nice for your birthday now why is that what because uh, you're just you're you're i mean somewhat ungrateful malcolm you've been here the entire time what have i done to make molly ill i i don't know oh man there's i'm some sorry tra- to- there's some trace <laughs> i'm sorry to bring you into it molly what have i done Nothing. let's let's move on <laughs> golly pete man oh. chandler it never ends it's like, with it's this like two brothers going at it i love it hey are we gonna uh shoot uh threes now what would that prove no i can't win in that scenario what would that win like you don't like i would love to molly. well let's go all right when you want to do it I, but what do you I mean what you got tomorrow you got to go at your house i do well, or you got a gym we could go to? I don't have a regulation three, but yeah, we can figure something out. Um, I think you'd be hell in a, in a phone booth. I'm telling you, it look, it was pure, but I don't think that's going to hold up over a long period of time. Okay. I, I mean, I do think the shot that, that I saw it looked formal was good. Thank you. I just think it's a stamina issue. Well, how many threes are we shooting? When, until I don't think you can shoot anymore, and then I'll set the number there so I make sure I get a dub. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to have a little. I think it'd be great for social media. The, yeah. the junk talk. We got to be mic'd up. Yeah, it'll be like that uh, that golf thing they put on where the guys are talking. About we can do golf too if you want. No, to. we cannot do golf. <laughs> that would not be good. That would not be good for me. All right, Molly. What's uh, so everything's intersecting here? What's number one in your sports world right now? I mean, it could be pirate baseball because you saw that. Well, no, I did. I I did see that, and that's obviously that was great. And look, they played great against UVA. I mean, it was really they played really, really well. Uh, I will say that they have taken full advantage of the fall. Uh, I mean, I've probably seen forty, fifty innings this year, Uh, and man, I was was very impressed. Forty, fifty innings this fall, forty or fifty. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, no, they, they 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 played extremely well. Uh, obviously looking forward to the purple gold coming up this weekend what does that mean they've been they were clean on defense what do you yeah, they describe just played, as well well they played good i mean I, all across the board yeah whatever what yeah they played good they right. pitched ball well and and made some loud outs that's quality at bats i mean they they played well all the way around who played was, really uh, good defense who was a short this weekend they well it was an exhibition deal so they kind of rotated people in and out but they, they i mean makarevich played some there uh barini played some there i think it was barini uh yeah, they, i know they had a they, 
freshman. The young kid, yeah, yeah, the, and I kind of called him Barini Light. They kind of remind me of each other, but <laughs> uh, but you know they they so by, Starling at second. Yeah, Starling at second. Uh, Makarovich played mostly at third, and they kind of ran him in and out different spots. But yep. how's uh, Coward looking center? I know Cliff said that we're. Oh, uh, he looked good, man. I mean, he's 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 a great athlete. I, I mean, think he's, he's not gonna have any problems out there. And I said it to Cliff. I think it's just because he's so tall. We just assume he's not. He's a little gangly. Yeah, I mean, like you know, athletic yeah. enough or something. No, he's he's that's what they look like in the big leagues. I mean, that's you know that yeah, tall, long leg, you know, fast outfielders. Uh, I I think a couple really nice surprises, especially offensively behind the plate. Uh, both the catchers, uh, Will Coxon and. Um, McChrystal, McChrystal, both yeah. both swinging the bat well all fall. Uh, McChrystal had some really loud outs and uh, threw a runner out from UVA. He had a very impressive pop time. So I mean, it was it was just a good a good fourteen innings. And Malcolm, you were a part of this before this year, and you still know the personnel. But uh, Cliff said McChrystal. I think it was McChrystal has one of the best arms he's, he's got seen. A, he's got the best plays. He may have the best catcher arm I've ever seen. <laughs> wow! Yeah. I mean, it, it's it is a noticeable difference. How important is that in college based? Uh, uh, they run quite it's, a bit. Yes, so. everything. Yeah. yeah. Well, and if you could show it off well enough, if your feet are good, and, the, and and then you get the factor of the pitcher holding the runner does an efficient job there. They may not run at all, which so then it's mission accomplished. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I mean, he he may have the best arm back there that that I've ever seen. It's it's and he's around the tag area. I mean, he's just he's a good player and he's really swung the bat uh, really well this fall, at least in the times that that I've seen him. So I, you know, uh, and that's not taking anything away from Wilcox. And it's yeah. it, I, and I think it's you know what they're hoping for with those guys is just to pr- prevent the mental lapse. You know, prevent stay clean through the game. Uh, they're gonna they both. Kind of one's catching, one's DH, and yeah. uh, you know, so I, I yeah, I, it's it was a lot of fun to watch. It pitching staff looked good. Um, it again, just a quality fourteen innings. I don't know anything else that they could have done. And I'm, obviously, there's things that need to be cleaned up, but it's it's also the fall. Mike Mullis, good baseball report. That yeah. was good for you too, Malcolm. Well, that's what you've been missing. I, believe me, I know. I, I, went out, <laughs> I went out yesterday and uh, and caught a little bit of it, but yeah. I, I saw they were doing PFPs, and you're right. Uh, you know, McChrystal did. He looked real good behind the plate yeah. yesterday, and uh, and he had a really good he had a really good fall uh, summer. So you know, maybe that's just leading up because you know, Mike, you got you know this just as well as anybody. Freshman, it kind of takes him a little longer. Some pop, you know, quick. Some don't. And uh, he, he's probably one of those guys that didn't get a chance to play a lot last year, but then he played a lot this summer. And just carries right over. Yeah, played a ton, and you worry about that somewhat when a guy comes back in this compounding this number of of, of innings. Uh, so it's getting a little late now. Obviously, they're in the short roads. They got three more, uh, three more scrimmages uh, the, in the purple gold. I, I guess they're playing three, and then they'll yeah. they'll they'll shut it down. And uh, you know, I think some of the arms have already been shut down that that kind of logged a bunch of innings. So, uh, and then they go into just trying to get physically bigger and stronger, and you know, ready for uh, ready for the winter. You shut down the arms. Does the hitting ever shut down or is that something oh, no, those guys, yeah, they, they, and you know with the indoor they've got now and and access and and uh, you know keypads and they can get in there anytime they want to um you, you would expect your guys to keep hitting they may they may walk away from it for a little period of time but you're gonna expect your guys to keep you know getting extra work in well, especially you, with those facilities you watched uh, any of the world series so I, far? you know what it's been the it's been the alternate for me like it's whatever else is on i'll flip over to it and you know so uh it, it, a little screwy yesterday with the weather uh tonight it'll probably take more center stage at my house uh we do have maction tonight so yeah. we'll so we'll flip back and forth between that and uh but yeah I, i've watched some but it's just a 
man, it's a hard, hard world series to get into. It's just Phillies Astros. It's just, I don't know. I, I, I just, again, we've talked about it and kind of, you know, repeatedly it's, it's, it's just, there's nothing sexy about it. And it's, you know, is what it is. Malcolm, uh, brought up some, we, you've talked a lot about Bryce Harper. I have as well. I thought it was hilarious that he left the nationals and they won a world series immediately and he hadn't played in the postseason. Well, here he is now and kind of leading this team and, Malcolm said he matured, and you have kind of said, "Hey, he's he's a different guy than yeah. he was a few years ago." And the Phillies are becoming uh, very likable, especially when they're in that park. That place is going to be a zoo tonight, so it makes it fun. Anytime there's a big atmosphere, it adds to the game. So I don't know. I'm somewhat interested in it tonight. I guess. Well, I think you've got the um, the problem is is still Philadelphia, so it's it's kind of hard. Like I, I can't get over the fact they you know the football fans booed Santa, so. Oh, I hate Philly you know, sports. so so it's it's hard for me. Like you you alluded to last week or week before that they would maybe become America's team. I think they're just so polarizing. And by I, that I meant the, as opposed like, to everybody cheering against the Astros. Like the phrase that Malcolm used earlier. I hate the Astros. I can't stand the Astros. Right. I feel like they're still uh, part. What what is that? Dodgers fans, Yankees fans, Red Sox fans. That would be you know automatically rooting for the Phillies. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know if that fan, if those fan bases you just mentioned, would have much interest in rooting for the Phillies. Because think about when their teams go there; it's uh, it's not a very friendly place to no. play. I don't care what sport you're playing. I, you, you probably play checkers there and get booed. I mean, it's just <laughs> you know. So I don't know. Uh, I, I don't. I, it's hard for me to convert. I, and again, I don't care if either. T- I, I, I'm completely indifferent. Well, how about individuals? Like it's even kind of hard to find. Individuals I, I don't have anybody to cheer for, right? for. And I'm such a like I. Bryce Harper has put a bad taste in my mouth since like since he was 16 years old or yeah. whenever we saw him first here. Which um, that's not his fault when he's 16. Well, he's still an ass. I mean, he can he could not be an ass at 16. <laughs> yeah, but a 16-year-old ass is different than a 24-year-old ass. Well, that, you can keep that kind of stuff to yourself, but I'm just saying Don't he, take that he, out of context. He uh yeah, my sons would say Pauls. <laughs> uh so Molly I hit I, uh, with a Pauls. Yeah, okay. so I um no, I, he and he's kind of followed that pattern all the way through until right here lately, and it yeah. seems like he he's kind of gone the opposite direction of Aaron Rodgers. He's kind of come to earth and has probably realized that this stuff isn't uh, isn't a given that he actually you know probably needs to chill out and 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 do the things the right way and earn it. And I think he has. I think he's he's played. I don't think he obviously has played extremely well in the postseason. I'm on a bad streak of getting canceled here. Uh, the Mormons got me the other night, and now. I had that line just a moment ago. I'm in trouble. So, well, I mean, think about what you say, son. I know. Okay, yeah. <laughs> one of them things. Uh, let's get a break in. We'll come back more with Mike Mullis, uh, Malcolm Gray here on a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll talk a little football, a little NFL, uh, see if anything's going on in the golf world, and more when we return after this. listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? We'll keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. 
Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you. Talking about family stuff. I love my family. Molly? Absolutely. You love yours? Malcolm? No. <laughs> what a dumb question. That was not a question. It was a statement. You antagonize you can't say, me. You act like I am this. You c- can't make a statement, put a question mark behind it, and still make it a statement. You, you are doing this. I know what you're doing. I think it's called gaslighting. I think you <laughs> gaslight me. <laughs> wow. Okay. I, you do. And I'm not, I don't want to bring anybody else into this. This is me versus you. There's no versus. There is. Right when you walk in the door, it is a match. It is a game that we play, and you always try to win it. And even when I feel like I'm starting to win a little bit, somehow you turn it and... You got to watch out. This guy, he's on, he keeps showing your toes all the time. All the time. All the time. There's no off weeks. With, there's no bye weeks when Molly's around. There's no, no bye weeks. <laughs> Not true. <laughs> no. You got to be ready to go. Yeah. All right. It uh, is going to be kind of weird with the bye week. The only the only positive is having Malcolm around more. But it's, it's, it's lonely without Pirate football. Well... We've got uh, we've got some shoulders to cry on, and one of those is in Athens, Georgia, Tennessee, oh, and Georgia. Now, now, don't get me wrong. There's some good. Yeah, there'll be some LSU good hosting Bama. Yeah, Wake and State. Yeah. No, they've already played, right? No, no, that's right. Wake yeah, and Wake State. And State yeah. That's right. That that'll be interesting. It would have been more interesting if Wake wouldn't have had six turnovers at Louisville, but right. Yeah. That was in the second half. They had eight total. It was like one quarter. Yeah. It was a complete meltdown. Yeah, they, had eight, they had eight in the game. That's insane. But we got a good Saturday of football uh, yes. coming up, Molly. Um, and, and I like the uh, – I love the Friday because I like getting the Saturday off. But uh, it's kind of cool being in the spotlight. East Carolina was on SportsCenter. And nope. we got to hear uh, Stan Everett say Halton Eilers on uh, SportsCenter that night. That's close. They're it, still doing that. It drives me crazy. Yeah. After all these years. Kind of crazy, but still doing it. Uh, but, yeah, looking forward to uh, to Saturday. Man, I heard Holt uh, Monday on the show with you, and it actually kind of moved me to tears and maybe maybe a little nostalgic thinking, like, dude, he, one more home game. One more. One more, yeah. I mean, it feels like he's been here 15 years. Yeah. But one one more home game, that's crazy. And wasn't it last year we were like, are you going to walk on senior day? Is it? Yeah. And it, he did, right, just in case he didn't come back or, yeah. But this is it. This is it. And it's it for a lot of the guys, like Xavier Smith, Miles Berry, uh, Malcolm. You've gotten to know these guys that came in here when times were not so great. And the one yeah. thing they wanted to do is leave it better than they found it and make this back into a winning program. And we'll see what happens the rest of the way but even so i'd say it's, mission yeah, accomplished yeah, that's right and i you know what i enjoy really enjoy listening to miles Berry speak uh he is just a such an intelligent guy and you know it's uh yeah it's it's been a it, it really has been a special group and i will say clip and 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 kudos to to you and with the uh with doing the the players lounge on mondays you do get a little insight into what these guys are all about that the you know the common public doesn't uh, necessarily get to see so it is cool to to learn a little bit more about them uh other than what their jersey number is it's kind of hard to remember at times that those are like human beings down there right exactly and that's kind of what i want to get out there that these are just they're not football playing robots they are people now if you could keep uh if you could keep Troy's microphone off, you could get a lot more accomplished on those Mondays. I'll make that as a suggestion as a uh, as an adjunct board member. Okay. I don't think it'll go well. 
No. Probably not. He, no. he runs the place. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of got a leg up on all that. Yeah. So. It, it, it was hilarious to me to listen to him refer to himself as an athlete in his letter jacket in <laughs> high school. And I'm going, what kind of. Well, I mean, I, you high know, school did he go to? Uh, <laughs> wasn't it Ravenscroft? Yeah. yeah I think Ravenscroft, so. Yeah. I think so that, that's. Um, a lot of people that look like Troy were on yeah, the field. I, I mean, that's interesting. That's interesting. They played seven man two in touch did everybody get a trophy back then too i don't know you better get one if you're going to ravens <laughs> all right uh packers lose again they still yeah okay moving on moving on um commanders win again moving on getting hot oh I, molly what you got i got a guy scoring a touchdown taking his helmet off and then they miss the extra point <laughs> i happened to see chan just shortly after that happened and he gave me the most in-depth play detailed play-by-play play play. <laughs> and literally so from now on talk through it chandler well see uh, no stop stop from now on it's going to be chandler how the game go you have 30 seconds <laughs> shot no. clock and you you've got 30 seconds to tell me what happened and then we can we can talk about anything else but no that yeah that was ridiculous and well, i have been asked several times notice how i keep keep cutting Chandler off because I don't want to go back down this road with him. <laughs> no, I just want to say that I I literally was leaving and I, I was like, oh God, there's Mike Mullis. And I'm staring at him with so much sadness. I go up to him. He says, what did you say? You said, I didn't see what happened. And yeah, I was I like, well, I'll be glad to tell you. <laughs> and he did. That's <laughs> your mistake. He, in great detail. <laughs> and all I was asking was, uh, who won the game? <laughs> yeah. You, know, you had to know how it ended. It was the craziest stuff and, I've ever seen. And I have been asked a couple times, like, if I was coaching, what would I do in that situation? You know, with the player. And I think there's the answer is one of two things. If he comes in and goes, man, I just lost my mind. I lost my cool. I didn't mean to. Um, you know, it'll never happen again. You find him and move on. If he doesn't, if he shows no no remorse, no regret, he's a professional athlete. What are you going to run him? What yeah, I mean, right. exactly. what do you trade him? Yeah. Please don't throw me in the briar patch. You're going to trade me away from the Panthers? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, where, yeah. Send me wherever you want me. Yeah, to go. kind of tough. For I mean, what do you do? Reaction there. Spank him? I mean, what do you, you know? You know, put, make put, him put his nose in the corner. Make him hang out. <laughs> make him hang out with David Tepper for you know a, a day or something. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you can say cut him, but uh, he is the best receiver. And yeah, what a you, 65 yard touchdown and a crazy play. Right. But uh, yeah, one of those deals. Um, uh, Malcolm, how how much do you enjoy uh, people watching when uh, all the NFL fans invade your tiebreakers on Sunday and act like lunatics? I mean, you probably see a lot of things. I do, but at the same time, you know, I'm there to hang out with with the guys, and we talk about. It. I I rarely watch any of the games. Oh, I know. I'm just it's saying, the there's a lot going on around you yeah. while you were just kind of. Well, there's also a strategic time of entry where you know that. Yeah. You know, just let let let's let the the masses kind of clear out let the cowboys fans and panthers, panthers fans, fans kind of yeah, clear yeah, out just know when the games are yeah we've been in there many times where Cow- cowboys fans eagles fans are yelling at one another and we're just mm. sitting back there we're like what yeah, the hell is it's going a game on you have yeah. no bear you have no bearing yeah, over absolutely. what's ryan bailey's getting in fights yeah. last year was a joke dude last year it was a joke it was the football team versus the cowboys i have never seen tiebreakers like that before in my life the back and forth between those two fan bases yeah, it's, it's it's it gets a little bit it's a little it, bit much oh absolutely i agree a bunch of 41 year old dudes wearing jerseys screaming at each other hmm. it's a little silly it's my kind of party i'll see you there sunday <laughs> all right <laughs> one o'clock washington versus uh, kirk cousins back in uh, maryland oh everybody's excited about big that time. 
All right. Uh, anything else going on, Molly? You know, I, you, you did mention going to break about golf, and I don't know if you the, – the, the, I read it today. The latest thing is that Shoffley, Xander Shoffley, Xander Shoffley. and uh, Patrick Cantlay to the Live Tour. Uh-oh. So that's, a, that's like number four and number – nine or ten i asked mark greenhelds recently because i think ricky fowler was He's like gone. leading a tournament or something yeah. and i it remind it was like who's the best golfer yet to win a major and he i don't know if shawfley and uh if the, can't lay but it, those are the guys that are like next no. in line right like you're starting to run out of names here no that's it, it if if you lose those two man it greatly tips the scale and then you look at like the money pat perez listen man pat perez is I, like one of the most likable guys he seems like he'd be a cool guy to have in your foursome but he's had a really bad run with the live tour could be made over eight million dollars having a bad run on the live tour this year so but nobody saw it it happened in a vacuum yeah but at the same time he made eight million bucks so i mean you know it, it's it's the money it's maybe still, these guys feel like they have paid their dues which is just playing golf but like Hey, it's we, still a we've grind. earned this. Look, it's a grind. We've earned this moment to just get paid and not be seen. And you know what? That will be like somebody saying, "Well, clip all you do is a radio show." It's 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 a grind. No matter what you do in a repetitive nature, I don't care if you work in a what whatever you do. Yeah, there's some grind to it. Look, I mean, Shirley's grinding right now at an incredible rate. But if you <laughs> if you look at if you look at what those guys do, the travel, all the things that go into yeah. being you know a professional golfer. And they didn't just happen to fall there. They had to like earn, earn their way there. No doubt. So I, it look it. If Liv can work out a TV deal, which I hadn't heard the latest with them at Fox, but it looked like they were going to basically buy time and say, "Hey, we'll sell ads. We'll do it all ourselves. We just need you guys to handle the production and airing of it." If that happens, it could be. It, it's going to be tough for the PGA. And then all of a sudden, if you're the Masters. And I think about the Masters above all of them because of the tradition and all that go. Like the Masters to me embodies the PGA, although they're not affiliated. If you look at the Masters, the Masters is almost put in a position to say we don't have a choice but to let these guys come play. Well, is the Masters too nose in the air saying this is about the course, not the players, and that people will watch it regardless? That, 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 it, I hope they're not fooling themselves at that point. Okay. And all they got to do is look at the. And no, no offense, I will watch the women's tournament that's the week before the Masters or two weeks before the Masters to look at the golf course. But I'm going to watch that about maybe parts of days. Unlike when the men, you know, when the PGA Tour, when the tour players are there. I'm pretty well locked in for the four days and yeah. the practice round. I mean, I want to see the par three. I want to. You take the you take those guys out of it, man. It's it's a whole different deal. Right now, all the PGA's got is like just hoping Tiger's pumped full of steroids and he and Rory can play every week. I mean, that's is that what they got that, right now. Well, it, it, I mean, really, I, name me name ten. Guys. I can't. I mean, I was hoping you could. I, I, I don't can't. know. I mean, I'm. I, I, I guess. I mean, I'm in complete agreement with you. I guess you've got the John Roms and the. Yeah. You know, you've got you've got JT, you've got yeah. Rom, you've got Rory. So you got a few, but Ty- like, the, the problem is to have a quality of field, you have to have depth. Yeah. And there's no depth of field, you know. <clears throat> and, and I think it's is it an accident or is it like well, of course they did. You just had Ricky that was in that into Sanderson Farms that ended up finishing second. He hasn't won since Moby Dick was a minnow. And finishing first was Keegan Bradley, who's was like four years since he's won. 
is that a coincidence? Do those dudes win? If the Harold Varners of the world, he would have played in that type of an event. Right. A bunch of those guys would have. If they're in that event, do those guys win it? And the problem is it's always – we talk about the asterisks in baseball. There's going to be asterisks beside all of these PGA Tour wins. Oh, yeah. Because they're not playing the best field. Tour wins, major wins, all the cuts, all, all yeah. that stuff. And, the, and the, the irony of it all is the PGA money's going to go up, although the product is – yeah, absolutely. Because they're going to keep coming up with ways to try to like battle to live on yeah. the coolness scale. Like we're doing this purse. Yeah, and and and, li- and this goes back to live made them do this. Mm-hmm. And and it, and people joke about the live being such an inferior product, and nobody sees it. Look, all those things are true. There's no tradition, but this is proof positive that that money moves the world. <laughs> money. Yeah, that's right. Malcolm, thanks for hanging out. Yeah, man. It was fun. This is like a normal day where Mully just talks the whole time and you take it in, right? That's pretty much it. Nah. He See, I, you know, <laughs> I, I go out of my way to do something kind for you and, and you want to take a parting shot. And that's that's solely an effort to win. To well, win what? To, to the game that's in to your... To this game? To the, calm down. To the game that's in your Molly, mind. You have smoked this game. I'm getting garbage points. To here. the game that's in your mind, you feel like that's a win. You've never lost. Well, this is me throwing. Uh, <laughs> this is Burrow to T. Higgins last night when the game's over. No, well, that was, that was pretty lowbrow shade there, by the way. Thanks for joining us. And thank you for the cookies. Yeah, whatever. Mike Mullis. Malcolm, it was good to see you. Good seeing you, brother. Thanks uh, for having me on earlier. Let's take a break. <laughs> we'll come back and uh, talk to the voice, Jeff Charles. He will join us on the Pit Electric Live line when we roll on on a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Back after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Did you miss the show on Pirate Radio? You can listen to all of Pirate Radio's archived local programming by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your iPhone or Apple device and search for Pirate Radio Audio Archives. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. And there's Shirley, and there's Chandler, and there is you. Thanks for tuning in on this Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Before we get to Jeff, I want to sing you happy birthday. Okay. Um, Okay. Whether you like it or not. All right. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Clipper. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, buddy. Thank you. Why did I just all of a sudden felt like you were the male version of Marilyn Monroe when you were singing that? Because that's what I was going for. Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. Congrats, Shirley. 
you i got heard it. it more because i didn't want to think about it from a sensual standpoint surely i heard it more as like a um randy travis down home christmas happy birthday <laughs> yeah, okay i would uh i like that more than thinking about chandler as in a dress because <laughs> no, i was i was like i'm thinking he's singing that i'm like well somebody blows wind up his skirt here in a second it's just not gonna that's a visual i didn't need thank you chandler that was very nice well we always sing happy birthday to people and i didn't want the day to go by without you being sung happy birthday so i thought i would sing it for you thank you sir appreciate that i really appreciate you clip brock i appreciate you appreciating me let's uh head out to the pit electric live line and visit with the voice here on a tuesday what a birthday treat i get to talk to one of my broadcasting heroes jeff charles on the pit electric live line uh normally we do it on wednesday this week on a tuesday jeff how you doing today a great clip and you're right uh, it's kind of nice to catch your breath here the pirates went nine consecutive weeks and played football games so i think everybody's really ready for a bit of a break mentally and physically and emotionally after all these close games so yes i think the break came at a good time and i think the guys are going to have a chance to catch their breath and then hopefully finish up strong the rest of the year and man they're able to get that sixth win before they head into the off week and three important games left to go so a lot left on the table for east carolina but i don't know jeff maybe a sigh of relief hitting that win number six with uh still games to go here on the schedule yeah i think so clip because the pressure is off now you do know that you're going to go to a bowl game and going to cincinnati if you had to get that sixth win there would have been a lot of pressure coming back home if you don't win up there and you had houston at home a lot of pressure in that game so yes i think it's really good that they got it out of the way and these guys deserve it. I mean, they have played some great football this year, and things have really turned around since the Memphis four-overtime victory and then the terrific game against UCF. And then you go out to BYU and win the game, and not very many people win out there. And that was a huge win as these games are, are so close. It seems like most of them come down to the last play or two of the game, and the Pirates have been very good in those situations. This is a veteran team. And talking with Coach Houston about that here the last week or two, he tells me he's not really that surprised that these guys are able to execute in crunch time because they played a lot of football, and they played a lot of football together. So that's been the good thing this year, and this team has been really good on fourth down, and we can talk about some of the plays, Clip, if you want to, going back to the BYU game. But there were just so many big plays in that game that the offense and the defense executed to perfection and that's a big reason why they won the football game out there it's great being able to talk to the players uh, on monday here jeff on the players lounge presented by delcor and holt naylor said yesterday that they were basically taking away the best they could cj johnson and isaiah winstead doubling those guys and saying all right uh they're not gonna beat us they're not gonna do what they did the previous two weeks and and hit us deep and 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 make big plays in the passing game and East Carolina said, okay, let's run the football. And Keaton Mitchell, Marlon Gunn, and even Holt Naylor's down near the goal line uh, running the football uh, with a lot of success against BYU. So uh, that's a sign of a, a good team, Jeff, that if uh, if they're taking away maybe your best option, you can find other ways to win and move the football. And uh, East Carolina was able to do that on Friday night. Yeah, they really were clipping. Keaton Mitchell's just having a terrific year, 863 yards now in the season. And his insane per carry average is off the chart, 7.1 yards per carry. 
and he's already scored nine touchdowns this year. Uh, he's just having an incredible year, and it's amazing when you put games like this together and you're in your second year as a starter, how quickly you move up the list as far as the career rushing yards are concerned. And, you know, he's um, he's moving right up the list. He's had another great season this year. He's had a total now of 11 100-yard career games, and that's the fourth most in the history of ECU football. Wow. You can see how much uh, how much more time he has remaining here. He's had five 100-yard games this year. So he's been great. He, he really has, and he's so much fun to watch. And then, as you said, Marlon Gunn's done a job, too. I think Marlon Gunn, for a true freshman, has been absolutely outstanding. And he gives the Pirates another weapon. And as we know, Rajay Harris went down. There was some concern about the running back room, but Marlon has stepped right up. And when Keaton was a little bit shaken up, you remember on that last drive, it was Marlon who got the ball, and he did a terrific job in crunch time, um, picking up yards, holding on to the football, and so, yes, uh, things are looking really good right now. The receivers have been good all year. And uh, right now this offense, as you all know, Cliff, they're clicking on all cylinders. Jeff Charles joining us on the Pitt Electric Live line. And, Jeff, uh, the other night, uh, a few plays there down the stretch. East Carolina goes for it on fourth down. If they don't get it, BYU is uh, a couple of first downs away from maybe kicking a, a game-winning field goal. So a gutsy call there and a gutsy throw by Holt Naylor's Isaiah Winstead has a corner on him and a safety over top. He throws it up, and it was uh, it was certainly pass interference. The cornerback mugged Isaiah Winstead. And then uh, and so you've got that decision that they made to go for it there rather than punt. I We were live on uh, uh, streaming there at the end of the game, and I said, I think you punt that away and, and play for OT. Uh, I'm glad the coaches are braver uh, and smarter than I am to go for it there. And then – What's the next decision? Do you go for a touchdown or do you line up for a field goal with, you know, the issues they've had kicking field goals this year? They decide to to get some yards to, and a great job by the offense and Marlon Gunn to put it right in the middle of the field for Andrew Conrad, who knocks it through. And uh, we played your call on the fifth quarter, Jeff. Great call on that final field goal. But those little decisions there, uh, you know, they could go one way or the other. You could be a hero or a goat uh, in those situations. And uh, East Carolina made the right calls and the right execution the other night. Yeah, they really did. And they've been so good on fourth down all year long, Clip. If you look at the stats, uh, the Pirates have done a great job. And I go back to what I said earlier when I asked Coach Houston about that on Monday night, he said, well, you know, it's because we've got veteran players who know how to execute. So I'm not really afraid to go for it on fourth down, and they've been very successful with it. It was fourth down and eight from the BYU 38, less than a minute to go. And I was a little bit surprised that they went for it, but thank goodness they did. And as you're, as you're right, uh, Cliff, there was no question it was a pass interference call. And Winstead's such a tough cover, as we know, and he uh, has had a terrific year. He has 64 catches on the season, and usually they do try and double-team him when they can, but you just throw it up in the neighborhood, and he's got a chance to come down with it. And he has been outstanding, so it wasn't really that surprising that they went to him. And Holton saw that coverage when he came to the line of scrimmage, and it was like, yeah, I'm going to throw it to Isaiah. So thank goodness they got the call, and then thank goodness that Conrad came in and Booted the field goal. He had missed one earlier in the game. This one was a 33-yarder, and you're right. It was right in the middle of the field. Wasn't the prettiest kick in the world, but they all count. <laughs> went between the uprights and uh, went over the crossbar, and we painted it purple. And you go out to BYU and win a football game, it's pretty 
pretty impressive. And uh, the Pirates now beaten BYU two of the three games in the series. So that's impressive in its own right because we all know they're a national-type program. So things are looking good and good to have a weekend off. And then next week, of course, we'll talk more about Cincinnati. They've got a tough one this week. They play Navy. And as we all know, that's not an easy game. I don't care who you are, what kind of a season the Navy is having. And here is Cincinnati coming off a loss now to UCF. So maybe they're questioning things just a little bit. They did not run the ball at all against UCF, only like 35 yards rushing in that game. So they've got some question marks. And as we talked, I think, last week, Clip, you can't lose nine NFL draft picks off your team at this level of football and come back and be the same type team. Now, you might be able to do that at Ohio State or Alabama or Georgia because they just have a tendency, as we all know, to reload. But at a Cincinnati, which is a really, really good football program, as we know, and had a tremendous year last year, still to come back an American team and have to replace nine NFL draft picks, you just wouldn't think they would be the same type team. No, you're right, and uh, it's uh, it's just interesting to look at these AAC standings week to week. So Cincinnati gets knocked off, and UCF, who East Carolina manhandled here in Greenville, is now back in the top 25. And now if the Pirates go out there and, and take care of business and somehow knock off Cincinnati, they might find themselves in there. If they knock off Cincinnati and Houston, I think East Carolina is a top 25 team in the AP poll. Uh, Pirates receiving a couple votes this week. So, man, a lot to play for here down the stretch. And I kind of like it, Voice, where it's not just kind of Cincinnati and everybody else. There's a, a few teams there at the top, and East Carolina vying for their spot and mathematically uh, still very much alive here. Uh, with an opportunity to uh, play in that championship game. And we keep just kind of looking at Tulane like, uh, are these guys going to lose one? Because uh, the green wave uh, just keeps it rolling. Yeah, they really do. They're 4-0. They're only an undefeated team in the AAC now. They've got to go to Tulsa on Saturday at noon. That might be a little bit of a trap game for them. Uh, Tulsa's only won one game in the conference. They're 3-5 and five overall. They're not really very good this year, but... I'm sure they're going to be fired up and pumped up to play Tulane, the first-place team. So that's a noon start on Saturday. Isn't it fun, though, Cliff, to be scoreboard watching this time of the year? Absolutely. Pirate fan, because we haven't had an opportunity to do a whole lot of that here in the last few years. So now these games on Saturday in the American are very important as far as ECU is concerned. And, you know, we're not talking much about Houston, but they still only have one loss in the conference, and they've – turned their season around after a rough start and so they're three and one in the conference and they're thinking they're right in the middle of the race now they go to smu on saturday night at seven o'clock so that's going to be another game that pirate fans want to watch smu is two and two so they're kind of playing for their lives uh, in the conference and then uh, the game that won't have a whole lot of interest quite frankly will be the usf at temple game at two o'clock on saturday Something's got to give in that one, Cliff. They're both 0-4 in the league. Jeff Charles joining us. Pitt Electric Live Line will be able to watch some college football this week. And number one versus number two going at it uh, in Athens, Jeff, 3.30 on CBS. It'll be Tennessee at Georgia. Other national games uh, include Alabama on the road at LSU. 
Clemson is at Notre Dame, and uh, the Tigers still undefeated, but uh, the Irish certainly look better than they did uh, when the season started, sitting at 5-3, and three, so potential uh, big game there, upset there. And then Wake Forest, NC State lost some luster, uh, of course, with Devin Leary out with the pack, and then Wake Forest just completely melting down, really, in the third quarter against Louisville last week. Uh, last week That was insane, the way they turned the football over time after time after time again. But Wake at NC State should still be a fun game coming up uh, 8 o'clock on Saturday night. So a lot of, uh, a lot of games to watch this weekend, Jeff, uh, AAC and uh, nationally. Yeah, no doubt about it. Big weekend of college football. And still, even though Wake uh, self-destructed last week and they had eight turnovers in that game, which is – incredible they're still in the top 25 and so is nc state so it's number 20 versus number 21 so that's a top 25 battle in the acc and that looks to be a, a really good game on saturday night and then you mentioned the the other big games uh, around the country and cliff i w- did want to mention this uh you know georgia fans are, are playing and uh, thinking with heavy hearts these days with the with the news last week that vince dooley passed away and I had the opportunity to work with Coach Vince Dooley when I was in Atlanta, and he was the head coach of the Georgia Bulldogs, and we did a weekly radio show together, and I got an opportunity to know Vince and had the opportunity every week to go to the press conferences in Athens and really got a chance to know him pretty well. And I was really saddened to hear that he had battled COVID, and he had returned home uh, thinking that he was doing a lot better but uh, he was 90 years old, and uh, he did pass away last week. I saw him about three or four years ago when his brother Bill uh, passed away. Bill Dooley lived in Wilmington, and as you know, and some of our listeners probably know, I was at Virginia Tech, and Bill Dooley hired me at Virginia Tech, and we were very close, and he passed away a few years ago, and I saw Vince Dooley at his brother's funeral, and we had the opportunity to talk for a few minutes, but it's it's amazing. Uh, the Dooley brothers, who have such a great legacy in college football and were great coaches and great, great men, uh, passed away now, and it is a little bit sad. Yeah, Jeff, and on that sad note, I did see uh, Tony Collins say uh, earlier this week that uh, he lost a friend, Eddie Hicks, uh, ECU Hall of Famer. He said his friend, he said, uh, a guy that uh, told him how to be a complete running back and would give you the shirt off his back. And uh, Eddie uh, Hicks was before my time, but uh, I've seen a lot of Pirate fans uh, talk about the the player and the person he was. So, uh, and that was, I think, a little bit – that was before your time too, Jeff. But uh, did you know uh, Eddie at all? Yes, and I wanted to bring that up as well on the show today, Cliff. Yes, uh, I knew Eddie and all the great things people are saying about him are true. Ten times over, he was a great man, uh, always had a big smile on his face. When I would see him at a tailgate or when we inducted him into the Hall of Fame and then he would come back for the Hall of Fame banquets, I would look up and here we come, Eddie. And I didn't have to seek him out. He always came up to me and he had that big smile on his face. And he was just a wonderful, wonderful guy. And again, he was a player before I got here, but I've heard all the stories about what a great player that he was and how fast he was. He was a running back and really, really was a terrific player and went on to play. And the NFL had his NFL career cut short because of injuries. And then he returned back home to Henderson, North Carolina, and he was so involved in the community. 
Uh, they even named a, a shelter at the lake there in Henderson after him within just the last few months or so. But all the wonderful things that he did for people in his community with the kids. He was part of the rec center there and the rec department. And he took a lot of different kids up there under his wing and really helped them. And then he helped a lot of people in the community, people who really needed a helping hand and needed a meal or needed a place to stay or whatever. He was just a terrific, terrific guy. And I, I am just so sorry to hear that news. He went in for what we understand was a surgery. And uh, a few days after he had the surgery, he had cardiac arrest and passed away. And Eddie was not that old. He was in his late 60s, I believe, and played here in the late 70s. And I was just so, so sad to hear that. And I will really miss seeing Eddie Hicks around ECU football. Mm, Jeff, uh, Charles joining us uh, here on Pirate Radio Live. We'll talk uh, more about that and more Eddie Hicks memories coming up Thursday when uh, Tony Collins joins us here on pirate radio live jeff uh we'll wrap it up with uh man great time of the sports year and, and a great sports night you've got world series nba nhl and uh it is here folks uh football on every night of the week the maction is back tonight it's ball state at kent state buffalo at ohio and then wednesday night central michigan and northern illinois western michigan at bowling green so i guess jeff uh, all the max schools were off uh, last weekend to kind of prepare them for this end of the year midweek schedule that they've kind of uh carved out their own niche here so we'll see uh, some mac football on our televisions uh this week and and moving forward here midweek yeah lots of luck with the ratings of the world series on today <laughs> yeah. with, uh, with some of those mac games but yeah, you're right. It gives it gives that league national exposure, and we've talked about it before. Uh, in mid-November, in Balls in uh, Muncie, Indiana, when Ball State's playing, there aren't a whole lot of people there to the games. But uh, again, it, it does give them it does give them that exposure. So I guess they feel that it's certainly well worth it. And people like you and I talk about it, and other people around the country do too. And uh, folks get a chance to tune in and, and watch the games. So yeah, it's a time of year clip we talk about it all the time november is very busy may is always very busy as well kind of the same type of scenario but the hornets uh dropped a game on monday night they had a 15 speed yeah. and they they lost but the hurricanes my goodness rod brindamore's team's playing great and they've won a lot of close games already this year so hurricanes i think again this year we're gonna have a lot to uh to watch and a lot to be excited about with uh carolina hurricanes hockey and the jury's out, I think, with Steve Clifford this year and the Hornets, and we'll see what they're able to do. Yeah, playing without Ball and, and Rozier, but that's still a game against the one-win Kings team that you you wish you could have got there last night. Jeff Charles joining us. Jeff, uh, always enjoy the chat. Have a great uh, weekend off and uh, rest the pipes and get ready for a, a big finish to this season and uh, a little bowling in uh, December. A lot uh, lying ahead still with this VCU football team. Yeah, we're going to catch our breath uh, this weekend, Clint, because once we get back next week, it's going to be full speed ahead the entire month of November. And then, as you know, we're less than a week away from ECU basketball. It's open the season next Tuesday with Mercer in town. So we will have basketball on Tuesday night, leave Thursday to go to Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati football on Friday night, back home in the wee hours of the morning from that one. And then it's ECU basketball against Presbyterian on saturday so it's going to be a real busy week there you go jeff charles has his uh calendar full uh these next couple of months uh jeff thanks for joining us and uh, we'll talk to you again soon okay clip always enjoy it have a good one 
there is jeff charles joining us today on the pit electric live line as the voice gets ready for a little r&r well deserved and then it's full systems go with pirate hoops returning next week to join in with the football let's take a break we'll come back hour three pirate radio live we got bryce williams joining us we'll recap east carolina byu from bryce's perspective talk about the off week look at what lies ahead with this pirate football schedule as the six and three east carolina pirates uh try to close out the regular season strong all that and pirate radio outdoors on the way we're back with you on prl after this listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show welcome back do you want to get rid of wrinkles tighten and lift your skin smooth your skin texture erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair are you interested in botox or filler Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medispa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations are available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. Alrighty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live. We got Shirley Rhodes. We got Chandler Honeycutt. And we got former East Carolina tight end. Bryce Williams hit that Bryce Williams song, Shirley Rose. I saw the light, I was baptized by the fire in your touch and the flame in your eyes. I'm born to love again, I'm a brand new man. The brand new man himself bryce williams is here how you doing bryce i'm doing good how are y'all fantastic and uh bryce made an appearance on our promo video for david price construction countdown to kickoff and uh hey boys watch out for that cougar Mm -hmm. great line delivered Mm. uh great acting chops and uh hey uh, bryce can you say the line (laughs) can you say the line hey boys watch out for that cougar man just like in the movie he did it yeah how many i mean i bet you've had hundreds of people come up to you this week and just say hey say the line i know it's been crazy lows has, i mean if you go to lows everybody recognizes you i guess aisle seven is just cram, uh, cram with bryce paint, williams paint, fans. paint yep paint it purple bryce is uh, what hey, the pirates did that's right and uh and how about a big win over the byu cougars on the road as they avenge the loss that Bryce Williams took back in 2015. Yep, thank you. <laughs> and uh, we're able to get that win the other night. And in dramatic fashion, uh, these mm. games continue to go down to the wire. Uh, yeah. What do you think of the Pirates pulling that one out? That was definitely exciting. Um, I was pretty accurate about the atmosphere of BYU, I would say. Um, they had a pretty packed stadium. And... Um, Thank, like I said, uh, the I guess avenge. Did you say avenge was the word? Avenge. Avenge. So it felt good for uh, us to go back all the way up to Provo and um, get that win back. And it was it was a great performance. Um, obviously, Holton with his two touchdowns. You know, got to see Keaton break. Seven. What did he? He didn't quite tick two hundred yards, did he? He was flirting with it though. No, not quite. Um, but yeah, huge game. But um, you know, great performance by him. He one touch, two, one, two touchdowns. Two for. 
won like 80 something i think yeah and uh so great performance by by obviously them and then obviously the whole other team it was nice to be able to run the ball too um i think i remember the um announcers mentioning you know we're running the, how much we're running the ball but then we'll you know do a pass or definitely we're doing a good job of keeping uh byu's defense honest and um then of course leading up to the game winning kick you know it was kind of you know kind of like oh man we missed that one 42 yarder so you're like oh my goodness you gotta be kidding me and then i guess actually we won't quite get to the game winning field goal and then as we're watching i think i sent you several texts and i'm like what in the world and that part really started getting frustrating when we kind of made those two decisions to go deep and when we hadn't done it all game and all we needed was to get in the field goal range and i couldn't understand that that was a little frustrating to see at the time um thank goodness for the pi on the fourth and eight it was i think that things would have been a little different at least i guess overtime if that wouldn't have been the case so we got fortunate there and then obviously from the new kicker what was uh i feel bad i don't really andrew conrad andrew andrew conrad to you know sink the game winner as a freshman in that type of atmosphere i mean 60 some thousand people i think it holds to be iced was it two or three times two times yeah um, and he was smiling and laughing and yeah. jovial so yeah which is good i think you know some kickers can go either way just all nice and lax or you know kind of just zoned in and um i guess we see that's you know conrad's um uh, oh man conrad's personality you know to be just kind of chill and um you know he like you said i think coach holton and the coach Holden, coach houston you know mentioned was the best ugliest kick he's seen <laughs> which it wasn't pretty but hey it went in and um it was a great feeling you know when it did us you know so our pirate nation felt that um excitement and you know to be uh not bowl eligible so big stuff to come for the next three games and you know postseason uh, Keith Mitchell, by the way, one touchdown, 176 wow. yards on the UB mm-hmm. stat sheet. So, Holden Aylers yesterday, Bryce, said that they were taking away CJ and Isaiah by basically double covering them all game. Mm-hmm. And you would think, if I'm told that, then Ryan Jones would have had more than two catches for 18 yards. Yeah. But basically, I guess they were saying, we're taking away this and, and making you run the ball. And the Pirates said, okay, we'll run the ball. So, Keaton yeah. Mitchell, uh, eight yards a pop. Marlon Gunn, 4.7 yards yeah. a carry on his nine for 42. And then Ehlers had two touchdown runs, so he yeah. was able to cash it in in the red zone. Um, So, they go deep on that play. And right when they throw it, I mean, we're streaming. You can see my reaction. I'm saying, what is he doing? Why are they yeah. doing this? I even told Holton this to his face yesterday and uh he said he he liked the look and it, they gave him a different look on that play than they had all game but if you look at it i mean if that corner doesn't bear hug isaiah it's basically isaiah versus a safety jump ball and mm. isaiah can win those it's a, still a risky play uh certainly the right call was made because isaiah did get mugged by yeah. that db but uh th- yeah th- maybe a little luck there went the pirates way yeah. on that play and then what so what did you think of first of all did you think they should have gone for it on fourth down because i was saying fun i'll be honest what were you saying um of course i was i guess at the time i was wanting us to think you know we got you know we need to win this or you know i guess going for the win so i wouldn't i didn't want them to punt it may have felt a little easier you know on the the stress if they would have punted and see what happened but then you go into overtime and then you don't know what could have happened because obviously 
uh, BYU's quarterback and the receiver and running back were, I mean, you know, doing super well against us. So you just didn't know what was going to come of that. If we went into overtime, um, the deep ball, I for I think I was I'm for going for, but the deep ball was kind of like oh you didn't I know you didn't like the play yeah but you liked the decision I think yeah going for it might as well um, you know take it take a chance and go for it because I think that's something we've done a lot is go for it on fourth down and I think have been fairly successful on fourth down so I'm with the that decision all right so I wanted to punt they go for it they get the first down. After they got the first down, then I got brave and said, don't go for a field goal. Let's go, let's go for a right. touchdown here. I don't want to attempt a field goal. So I wanted them to throw at yeah. that point and, and get aggressive. Uh, but instead, they run the football, and they Marlon Gunn, great job getting it right dead in the middle yeah. of the field. Um, and Holden said he told Marlon that, look, they're going to try to stand you up and rip the ball. So just yeah. get to the middle and go down. Yeah. That's your job here. Oh, yeah. And uh, and he was able to do that, and they settled for the – did you at that point want them to go for the uh, the field goal or the touchdown? I think I was I was more so just field goal just with the time that we had left. Um, and there in the field goal, obviously it seems to be you know, easier points, and that's all we really – all we needed was to get those points. Easier – on average on for average. the average football yeah, yeah. team right, but maybe right. not for ours right that's yeah. what i was thinking right like, I, you know, I definitely see that so yeah i mean obviously i was a little nervous you know being the situation it was and the past we've had with you know special teams but i think i was more comfortable going actually with field goal rather than trying to get into the end zone because you know you never know what can happen when the ball's in the air or if we do decide to run another play you know run the ball something freakish can happen which it actually can happen any point in the game so, yeah you know who knows what would have happened so um thank goodness we made it they are able to knock it in and get the win win number six and uh bryce what a difference a few weeks make we're three and three and mm-hmm. looking at the schedule ahead saying where are these wins going to come from can yeah. we get to six and boom they are at six yeah. right now so yeah. uh kudos to this team man uh for what they've been able to do mm-hmm. since that two lane loss yeah we've um it was definitely getting a little disheartening in the beginning of the season, especially what we've had, especially the games we've you know lost. You know, it's like goodness gracious, are you kidding me? I think the only one that we've really, you know, just weren't going to win was I guess Tulane as the game kept going on. Um, you know, but with the situation we've had with State and Navy, and was there one more? That's kind of like the State Navy ones. Tulane. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we lost three. So with the State and Navy situation, you know, those are was getting very frustrating then Tulane you know we don't we kind of screwed the pooch there so it was a little disheartening but you know we've three in a row is huge we've had you know the two big wins on Memphis and UCF I mean that's showing some you know determination there and just balling and doing your job and making things happen which is great and you know hopefully we just can continue that for uh, these next three weeks Bryce Williams joining us Pirates get an off week and then it's uh, on to Cincinnati as Bill Belichick famously said Cincinnati Houston and Temple the remainder of the way East Carolina Bryce receiving two votes in the AP top 25 oh so good to see our name nice. in the RV category that nice. there's an RV wow uh, and Cincinnati out of the top 25 mm. because they lost to UCF, yeah. who we pounded the week before. Yeah. You were saying that, uh, and uh, as a person who follows sports, but also the gambling and everything, like 
UCF was actually favored to win that game. Like it didn't shock me yeah. that they beat Cincinnati, but that's just what you see week to week. Unless you are one of the top tier upper echelon teams, these things happen right. uh, week to week. So yeah. that's one of them things. There's no sides. It seems to be you know favoritism. Like so unless you're the top top teams, but yeah, for I would figure Cincinnati would have been favored on UCF, but. Tell you, I don't. I can't understand Vegas is thinking. <laughs> I mean, it really doesn't seem rational, but I guess it works. Yeah, it uh, it tends to work itself out where the gamblers are always behind. Yeah, and uh, and Vegas always knows. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back more football talk with Bryce Williams. Uh, we'll ask him uh, what what does he remember about bye weeks and what uh, what can you accomplish uh, during an off week. We'll talk about that. And we got to go Pirate Radio outdoors. A lot more to go here on a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this. listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. At Angel Oak, they continue to make customer service the number one priority. A local mortgage advisor is the key to your transaction success. The combination of their local team's experience and Angel Oak's wide offerings of Products from standard conventional, government, and portfolio loans has something for every financial situation. For more information, call Talbot Green, Braxton Green, Joanne Weir, or Wanda Hager at 751-2060. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Here with my man Big Bryce Williams joining us. What dog you got in the uh, promotional shot today? Uh, that is my buddy Grady. Grady. He just got done running and jumping in the water. Oh, yeah. He looks sad to be out of the water. Oh, yeah. Uh, you made me get out of the water and take a picture? Yep. Mm-hmm. Man. Oh, he, yeah, he is. He's bummed. Running and swimming. Yeah, he got a lot of energy. We'll talk uh, some hunting later on in the show. All right, Bryce. Uh, off week. After nine, if you could write your perfect schedule as a football player, hmm. what week do you have to buy? You like it smack dab in the middle? You like it a little early? You like it late? Where you want it? I think I'm wanting it probably around the late, probably around this time. Okay. Um, you know, the first, I guess this is the, you got a, what, a, the fourth a quarter, a quarter of the season mm-hmm. left. Um, yeah, I think around this time, you know, and, um, I enjoyed bye weeks, especially when it was around this time because I always went on. I went hunting. <laughs> so you so, want your bye week during hunting season? Yeah, during hunting season. <laughs> yeah, when it's cooler. And uh, I think one year I ran up to uh, me and Grove drove up on a bye week and I uh, went deer hunting at his place in Maryland. Um, then the one time I think I shot home sometime in October and went hunting. So yeah, I like it during hunting season, especially in November. Is there a, a state around here that does not have a like heavy deer population, or pretty much any state you're I in? I think now, yeah, I'm pretty sure like now, like there's pretty much deer everywhere. Wherever like, you have, go, yeah, pretty much got good, uh, pretty good uh, population. We have a lot here in um, yeah, eastern North Carolina. I mean, and in North Carolina, Germany, I we can kill six deer. I think other places are limited to not six. I can't put you exact number, but I don't think it's as and it's fair. It's very um, 
easier and you just go to, you can pretty much go to walmart and buy your hunting t- hunting license and getting your tags everywhere everywhere else kind of lottery system sometimes or you know drawings for um tags and things like that so we've got it we've got it made here uh only one of my front ends have been ruined by a deer to this point knock on wood which is kind of a miracle considering uh where i live and how many i see and i have to slow down for luckily like when the fields get cut you can kind of see them starting to run yeah yeah. (laughs) so uh those that's a good thing because i am on a road where there are some trees but a lot of it is just fields so once they get cut you can oh yeah see them coming knock on wood i haven't hit a deer for sure i'm like do you did you slam on brakes or do you just kind of i didn't have a chance the time i saw it because i was driving in uh on a road where it was woods it was road a little bit of a bank whatever and then straight woods so shot out and it was a little fella too and it did a lot of damage yeah so uh yeah i didn't have a a chance to Mm. to do anything really i had one do a triple somersault off the hood of my car uh i and i saw him it was it was on the side of the road and i was slowing down because i was afraid he was going to run out in front of me and like an idiot i huh. thought honking the horn was going <laughs> to scare him off the the side of the road uh it did it just in the opposite direction he went <laughs> into my car instead of going the other way and did a triple somersault and ran off the you know ran away uh, it didn't you kill him slowing, you had slowed I, down yeah, enough i think i'm when i saw him initially i was going about 55 i slowed down to about 35 and so i hit him probably about going maybe 30 miles an hour Mm. by the time i hit him but uh yeah he did a number on my car i had deer fur all in my headlights and Mm. my dented the front of my hood and and all that good stuff but uh i don't know if that deer survived but he sure did look really weird doing a triple somersault off the hood of my car pretty acrobatic he's got a lot of uh what's the opposite of field cred uh woods cred not street cred yeah after getting hit by a car for sure let me tell you about this white car it's like 50 cent like shot and like you think that they would know honking the horn is only going to make me run into the car instead Mm. of going the other way because i thought i was thinking like you know if you see an animal on the side of the road like a dog on the side of the road you honk your horn the dog runs away well i thought well why can't you do that with a deer uh, bryce you ever thought of taking a car horn in the woods and honking it and then deer will <laughs> run right up to you <laughs> i never thought of that i might you? need to give that a whirl i mean just well, try it i don't know i don't know if the deer was the idiot or if it was just me or if it was a combination of both but he sure did run right into my car there you go all right uh so all right back to the bye week because oh, yeah. we're not on pirate radio outdoors right, yet right, right. we took a little detour there um so what is uh it sounds like bryce this week is important for younger guys that hadn't had a lot of play yep. time is that yep. what you remember yeah definitely we you know we the older guys or i guess starters really calling because we got freshmen who are starting so it won't make any sense so starters um you know you'll go through some of your main stuff and it's definitely lighter on the guys who are playing right now which is nice you can kind of hang out and then the younger younger guys have an opportunity to you know run through the plays and kind of i guess you can call it like a mint really really mini spring ball and just you know you know get their get the groove back and get understanding the offense again and sort of kind of prove yourself to the uh you know coaches saying look i still i still got it and um that you know still understanding the offense or defense um so it is it's a nice time for bye weeks because it is lighter for the, the guys who are playing who have been banged up 
and uh, you get to it's, it's enjoyable to watch you know the younger guys you know get more reps and kind of help them out and things like that. So uh, fall um, bye weeks are definitely a good time. Yeah, and uh, as they play, like so, you, when you do did that hunting, was that on like a weekend? Was that like yeah, that would be you filled your Saturday with hunting uh-huh. rather than football? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So uh, and then you're right back to work. I guess the next because you always have practice on Sunday, right? Yeah. So uh, back to work at it, and of course East Carolina will play on a Friday, so it'll be a short uh, week for uh, Cincinnati, yeah. who plays Navy, and the Pirates will kind of get to plan for that earlier day, which isn't a huge deal, right? I remember asking Tony Collins about it. He said playing, you know, playing on a Friday is not that bad compared yeah. to a Thursday. Yeah, it's it's not it's not too big of a deal. They like I said, they do the coaches and everybody do a good good job of scheduling things scheduling things and kind of stay in your routine and just push things back a day and nothing honestly nothing really changes um to make make anything different sounds like the guys on the players lounge xavier smith jeremy lewis holden actually and he always says he's fine but it feels like he feels better now than he did maybe a few weeks ago uh health wise at least it seemed that way uh but like xavier smith and jeremy lewis asked jeremy i was like man three in a row like does any part of you just kind of want to keep playing and get back out there or do you need this bye week and he was like well i wouldn't say i need the bye week but i'm gonna take it if they give it to me one of those things yeah yeah, i guess you want to keep the momentum going um keep the groove alive and um but it is good to you know just rest and you know get a lot more treatments in um you know get off your feet a little bit i mean like i said practices are lighter um you know because those guys well i mean they're young but you know well, they don't know. I mean, their body does need rest, even if they don't feel like they are. Because sometimes you kind of don't listen to your body as much, and you kind of just more so mentally like, I'm good. We got to gotta keep yeah, going. Got to exactly. do it. Uh, Pirate Radio just put out some pictures. Mason Garcia slinging it around. So probably seeing some uh, some new guys getting reps. Anytime you see a, guy, a player with sunglasses on, you probably know it's a bye week. So <laughs> yeah. kind of chilling over there. Uh, but the Pirates are working out on the field, and uh, some younger guys are, or as you said, I guess second, third, fourth stringers, uh, getting some reps on the field. So that's oh, a yeah. good thing. And I've seen, you know, seeing the leaves change. I've seen the pictures. And, ah, yes. and always, you know, it was always nice when you kind of get a break from the heat, and you're like, oh man, it's football weather. Like when you got 50 degree days, I mean, it is great um, to be out on the field. But I guess I can't really say that for these guys right now because it's 78 degrees. And, yeah, you know, feeling like it's late spring ball so, this is a hot november um, yeah it was always nice when actually oh man this is football weather like i always liked a gloomy kind of a gloomy cloudy light light mist foggy practice all right it just felt good out there that's your uh your preferred practice yeah. weather mm-hmm. all right uh bryce williams joining us uh boy a good weekend to have off if you are a college football fan and We'll uh, look forward to our Pirates next Friday. But number one versus number two. And Tennessee, to this point, I think no matter what happens against Georgia, has proven that they certainly belong. They beat Alabama. The way they handled Kentucky uh, last Saturday night, I watched some of that game, Mm. was very impressive. And now they got number one Georgia. It's on the road, uh, Mm. 3.30 coming up in athens number one versus number two always cool to get a number one versus two and tennessee yeah. deserves that too beside their name so that's coming up three thirty, and then uh boy saturday night you've got alabama who is trying to keep their championship hopes alive they take on lsu 
uh and brian kelly uh all of a sudden got this thing rolling six and two four and one in uh, league play they're gonna be going crazy in baton rouge on saturday night mm. so you got that one uh nc state and wake forest pretty good game in raleigh at eight o'clock uh on mm. saturday so big college football yeah. uh saturday coming yeah up most us. definitely this is um always exciting i guess it's not rivalry rivalry week yet but uh you know with these big games one and two and i was just thinking about because i saw something on um but aaron murray you know posted something about the georgia florida game and getting to her just when those big sec matchups come and you just imagine the football stadium and um you know how many people are there is i can't imagine that atmosphere so i'm assuming uh is it Sam- samford stadium in that mm-hmm you know what that's going to be it's going to be split red and orange i'm sure aaron murray was the answer to a trivia question really? uh, recently oh, nice. at sports trivia it was basically who is this guy and i just showed him in his georgia uniform oh no nice. and teams had to recall that name from, yeah. from years ago uh looking at the american this week i got tulane on major upset alert mm. uh look ahead action because tulane's got ucf smu they uh i think cincinnati so some big games coming up they might look ahead of Tulsa, mm. so uh, watch out, uh, Tulane. Don't South Florida is a temple, as Jeff Charles said. Something's got to give in that one. 0-4 versus 0-4 in that matchup, Bryce. UCF back in the top 25, and they take on Memphis. That's a, kind of a scary game for the Knights. They're coming up 3-30 on ESPN2. Navy gets to get their legs chipped by uh, – or, excuse me, Cincinnati gets their legs chipped by Navy – for a uh, full Saturday before they take on ECU. That's 4 o'clock in Cincinnati. And then Houston at SMU. If you're looking for that game, it'll be on the NFL Network. Huh. Now, I knew the NFL Network was showing college games. I did not know the American was part of that. Hmm. So, uh, does that mean ECU and Temple could be on the NFL Network the last week of the season, perhaps? I don't know. Uh, But anyway, Houston at SMU. And we want SMU to win that game to give Houston their second loss. We need more two-loss teams and then just have East Carolina take care of business. So uh, the the road is still there for the Pirates, Bryce, yeah, to, uh, to get in exciting. a conference championship. Oh, yeah. and um, Well, I guess the conference championship is probably more important, I think, being ranked, in my opinion. Um, that would be exciting to be um, – to be in the you know be in the running for that, I guess we have to obviously win out. I'm assuming how the cards would play. Got to win out. Yeah, so got to win out to do that, and then and I guess if we were to win out, would we actually have an opportunity for like a home conference game? Is, is that? I mean, um, like um, a home championship, championship game. game. That would take a lot a at lot. this point. Yeah. A whole lot. But yeah, but either either way, playing for a conference championship would be awesome we obviously are on you know have good momentum with the team things seem to be you know going away i mean to win three in a row is huge so that would be um quite exciting to uh to have them uh compete for a conference championship because we haven't done that in a long time in a long long time bryce question from zach who was the uh toughest guy you had to block in the nfl hmm a lot of them were tough uh, I remember Chris Long was a pretty, uh, pretty. He, he was uh, looking into his eyes on goal line. It's pretty uh, intimidating. But Chris Long is he one of the players that won uh, Super Bowl with multiple teams? I think so. Yeah. Eagles and Rams. Who did you pa- say, Chandler? For a Patriots. Patriots and, and Eagles. Eagles. Okay. 
Yeah, probably Chris Long's one that comes to mind. He was uh, he was in that four point stance and I mean, he he looked like a dog ready to bite bite or something. But hey, I held my own. So it was good. You held your own. Yeah. That's what matters. Because oh, yeah. it's funny. He, I'm like, God, these guys are so big. But then I'm like, Wait. I'm 260, so I'm just... I'm big, too. I'm big. I might be wrong, but is he the one with, like, the arm sleeves, tattoos? Yeah, he's, he's got, like, tatted up. He's yeah. tatted up all, all yeah. over. Good personality. Funny yeah. guy. Yeah, he was a good... T- he was he was cool to, you know, meet when I was with the Patriots. One, Bri- of, the, one of the two Howie Long sons. Yeah. The two Howie Long sons. Bryce would uh, go in the mirror and say, you're big, too. Yeah. You're big. Like on Cool Running when they <laughs> look at each other in the mirror. <laughs> What a reference. You're a cool running guy. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that movie in ages. Yeah. Chandler's probably... What? Okay. Have you heard of the movie Cool Runnings? No, I have not. Uh, What sport do you think that is? Cool (laughs) Runnings. So, cool... I almost want to bet. So, he is not going to get it. I would say no. But Cool Runnings? All right. Cool... Hmm. Cool Runnings. Hockey. Okay. Good guess. You're on the right track. Blades are kind of in the... Anka. Yaman, you dead yet? What? Nomad. <laughs> you? Nomad. So it was about a Jamaican blank team in the uh, Olympic Olympics. Winter sport. I'm freezing my Rastafarian ninnies <laughs> off. Is, is it bobsledding? Yes. Yeah. Jamaican oh, bobsledding. Yeah, well, With cool a running. classic, classic performance by John Candy. It's, <laughs> cool good. it's a good It's a good movie. Great movie. All right. Yeah. I, I love when we get talking sports movies. Feel uh, the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. Yeah, he's got the lucky egg. Something, something. It's bobsled time. <laughs> Mike P said, college football games on NFL Network. What's next? Games on Facebook? Well, Mike, we already Ooh. been there, buddy. Yeah. Been there, been done there. that. Yeah. Mm, little Facebook action. Time. Uh, what, uh, b- 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 Johnny says we need Houston to win. SMU has two losses and we don't play them. The Pirates win against Houston. We give them the tiebreaker. All right, Johnny. Johnny. He knows this, knows what needs to be done. Um. All right, we'll yeah. go with your path. Yeah. How about either result? I'm fine with. But Johnny knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Johnny knows. John. Hashtag Johnny knows. Johnny knows. Johnny knows stats. Johnny was a young boy, right <laughs> in his bed. Um, Robert says, Clip, what did Troy buy himself for your birthday? Great question, Robert. I do not know the answer. Did I miss your birthday? Well, not yet. Uh oh. When is I mean, what if I told you we were like inside of it right now? Is today your birthday? I mean, what if I told you we are I'm in the presence of your birth. I'm (laughs) (laughs) the presence of your birth. That's gross. Who was in the room? My mom, my well, my mom, of course. Yeah. My father, the doctor, and Bryce, Bryce Williams. Bryce Williams. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. That that little baby gonna be fat. <laughs> Crap. That's a fat headed baby. That's a big baby. So uh, today's your birthday. Correct. Well, happy birthday, Clip. You know what? Thank you, Bryce. Happy it means birthday. a lot. I'm fortunate to be on your birthday. Yeah. Yeah, I, on your birthday. I got to pick my guest for my birthday show. I said, "Give me uh, Jeff Charles, give me uh, Mully, Malcolm, love mm-hmm. those guys, and Mully give me Malcolm. a give me a Bryce." Williams. There we go. There we go. What'd you get for your birthday? Uh, so far, I'm, cookies. I'm coming up. Oh, whoops! 
Mike Mullis gave me some cookies. You're welcome to one if you'd like one. My gosh. <laughs> oh, I I know which one I'm what kind you got in there? I'm going to wait for the break. Uh, I got a chocolate chip, a double chocolate chip, mm. uh, peanut butter, and another one. Yep, one of those will be I'm gone. Just, just save one for my daughter. Oh, which one do you think she'll want? I won't eat it. Let's. Can we save? Wait, no, because which one do you want? I'd you said your you daughter s- be happy. Well, just pick I, one. Either one I'm going to like, but I want her to know. You already know what she likes. I'll choose whatever she doesn't. I want. would prefer one of these stay. Okay, that's why chocolate chip macadamia. I'll do that. I, but only one of them. You can have one of those. Oh, okay. I'm saying I prefer one of those two. Okay, to take perfect. home. All right, right on. All right, good call. Thanks, Mike. That's called that's how you compromise people. Exactly. What so, we, what did you say? You get anything for your birthday or no? Uh, right now, I got yeah. cookies. Cookies. I'm dropping by my parents' house on the way home. My mom made me. Um, one of my favorite as a kid some chicken casserole so i'm gonna pick that up man i'm looking forward to that that's nice you don't have to cook on your birthday yep i got uh i cooked last night i cooked some breakfast it was really good really good i haven't done breakfast for dinner in a long time it was uh sausage i'm gonna show you uh yeah i had some got some hot sausage some spicy sausage that was really really good and uh anyway take us to break shirley so you're a big breakfast for dinner fan big time so I had the sausage. They look more like balls than patties. Crazy. So, uh, but I got some nice eggs. Some of the best eggs I've ever Dang. cooked. Some nice gravy going and a little bit of biscuits. So, uh, man, tell you what. I was eating good in the neighborhood last yes, night. Sir. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll go Pirate Radio Outdoors with Bryce Williams after this. listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show welcome back quality equipment is your full service john deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you quality equipment is open in winterville next to sam's club or visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you now let's head back in to pirate radio live here is your host clip rock <laughs> back with you on pirate radio live here on a super tuesday charlie rhodes chandler honeycutt bryce williams chandler and i did a little cougar hunting last week and the cougar found us in the form of shirley rhodes mauling chandler got any scars battle scars <laughs> You know how I got these scars? <laughs> no, nah, I got to get a little bruise on my uh, on my ankle. Where yep. I hit a rock on my way down. Mm. There was a little. I still got a little bandage on my finger. Got scratched up by a little twig when I hit the ground. Did it fall down a ravine? No, I didn't fall fall down a ravine. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I, she got me pretty good, man. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. But I mean, hey, look, I'm blessed because it could have been it a lot is. worse. Cougars are crazy. <laughs> Especially this one. <laughs> Especially them spotted ones. Those oh, spotted yeah. Carolina Cougars. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't know she was spotted. She, yeah. She was oh, she spotted. was spotted. Rare breed. She spotted us. <laughs> Rare breed. All right. Let's go Pirate Radio Outdoors with Bryce Williams. Find out. Was that? Who was that? Not me. Oh, yeah. That was weird. That sounded pretty good. Yeah. Uh, what you got going on, Bryce? Well, I was fortunate enough to get out on the boat um 
with my buddy on Sunday, and we went trout fishing. Um, was this target species? And you know, I always talk about you know, um, hello, and uh, you know, I talk about uh, you know catching trout twenty inches or bigger. You know, is a, it's pretty good, you know pretty good accomplishment. It's a good thing because obviously there's not that many compared to what there are less than 20 but fortunately enough um, we had a really good day ended up catching several trout but then was able to get one on um that was 21 inches fatty um fat one i can show you the picture i guess and then my buddy you know he was fishing top water all day because it was um because it was um hmm. cloudy so you want top water you know pretty depending on the water temperature things like that and if it's cloudy you know top water bites pretty good well he fished it all day well, he caught his biggest trout ever on topwater, but he's caught bigger trout, but this is his biggest topwater trout at 26 inches, um, which the citation is 25 inches. Um, so that just pretty much solidified the day, and we were pretty much content, but we kept fishing and uh, continued to catch more trout. But it was a good day on the water. Um, temperatures were nice. We got out of the wind, um, so it was really good to be on the water, and hopefully be in the water this week weekend or in the woods um i haven't quite killed a deer yet just sort of before we get to the deer we got some fishing questions for you all right so robert says has bryce ever fished for tarpon Mm -hmm. or cobia um we did well we caught some cobia this summer off the beach so that was was my first time really landing cobia so that's a fun fish to catch we were just uh, live baiting with some pogies and then i did like a tarpon fishing outside of like washington and stuff when they were in but i think tarpon are pretty they're pretty difficult to hook and um um whatnot so we didn't land any there but my buddy you know he hooked into them which is pretty cool to, you know think you know, i always think of tarpon being down in the keys in florida and stuff but um it's fun you know cool to think that they come up in the pamlico but i have not i figured, i guess you could say i fished for them once um really just dead baiting but um maybe that can be on the bucket list this summer and stuff well but it's hard because you know bull drummer you know you can catch bull drum a little easier than you can a tarpon but it would be awesome to catch a tarpon but um the answer is question yes i've caught cobia and then i guess i have fished for tarpon but never caught one all right michael says have you ever caught black drum or wahoo in the outer banks uh not the outer banks but uh fishing out of ab um caught some big you know caught some big wahoo which is a awesome fish you know super pretty fishing they got stripes on them and black drum you know at the rock jetty caught some i don't know probably 20 some inch 20 inches so just good fun size um black drum so and black drum fight really good so i have i have uh, got those on my list all right uh how about uh hunting wise what you been up to hunting wise i've really just been putting out um corn trying to just sort of get the wind right and temperatures i'm not trying to hunt when it's 80 some degrees um i'm trying to decide if i want to still try and stick a deer you know a doe with my bow but now it's getting into the rut so i'm kind of like i think i may just wait and do some late season doe hunting i'm just waiting to get some buck you know some shooter bucks on camera i've had some small ones get on here like little six pointers i think there's a little eight and then one actually had a funky rack that came into the picture i think it was last night um I haven't had really much in the daytime yet, so I'm just kind of playing it right, trying to wait for the right time since, you know, finally we have my own land now to to hunt and hunt when I want it and when it's right. So still action going on um, on the cameras, but um, 
No killing yet. All right, Bryce Williams, Pirate Radio Outdoors. Let's get our final break in. We'll come back and get ready to wrap it up here on a Tuesday after these words. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back and take a look at your stock market report for today. The Dow was down 79 points at 32,653. NASDAQ was down 97 at 10,000. 890 and the s p was down 15 at 3856 that's your wells fargo advisors financial report for a personal look into investing call wells fargo advisors today at 756-6900 in greenville wells fargo advisors llc member sipc now back to the show here's clip all right uh maybe i should keep the show going and see if we can get more cookies uh <laughs> bob braxton has uh dropped us off some awesome cookies so we are uh, ready to go bob also told a story bryce that we're talking about a car hitting a deer he uh he hit a deer but he hit it while he was Mm, running running yeah and went toe to toe with the doe sheesh and uh what a story he's the one standing and he survived to tell it about it but (laughs) thank you for the cookies that's awesome yeah thanks all right well uh bryce will have a good uh bye week get some hunting in like you did when you were a player Mm -hmm. and we'll come back and uh talk cincinnati next week with you all right all right shirley chan man we'll see you fine folks wednesday three o'clock on an all-new edition of pirate radio live so long everybody thanks for listening to pirate radio live an exclusive presentation of the voice of the pirate nation